Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's up, weirdos? Uh, great, great episode. Adam Pally, one of my fa- one of my faves. Old Adam Pally, being being who he be. What a great guy. Uh, we got just a couple things up top. Uh, first, you made it. Movies is now available for download on iTunes. We got the assassination assassination of Jesse James uh, with uh, John Mulaney, which is available. And hopefully, by the time you're hearing this, there will be blood with Paul F. Tompkins will also be available uh, for download. The idea being like, have you ever wanted to watch this movie with? Some comedians? Now you can. You made it, movies. Anyway, a couple tour dates coming up. February 1 and 2. That's this coming... Uh, well, not this coming weekend, but that's next weekend. I'm going to be in San Francisco for Sketchfest uh, for a live You Made It Weird on February 2nd at Cobbs. That's during the day. Hope to see a lot of uh, my favorite San Fran weirdos. My favorite meaning. We do it there so much because we love you guys. It's awesome. Always good time. Always a good time. February uh, 21st and 23rd, I'm going to be in Madison, Wisconsin for Comedy Club on State. And March 9th, I'm going to be in Grand Rapids, Michigan for Gilda's Laugh Fest. Uh, email the uh, time code of your favorite moments if you want them included in a uh, potential best of CD that we're kind of putting together. Uh, your favorite stories, favorite moments, anecdotes, laughs, things that were moving, things that were funny, whatever you got. Email the time code and what it is to comedysexgod at gmail.com. And you can always reach me at weird at nerdist.com. The ad is Amazon. Go to nerdist.com, click on the Amazon banner and shop. That helps the show. Or buy stuff at youmeetatweird.com and, uh, or hit the donate button if you're nasty. Okay, everybody. Adam Pally. <laughs> Why are they idiot cousins? They just are. They're like dumb, like young, dumb stoner idiots. And like... <laughs> I want to know more about the idiot cousins. That's oh, they're great. <laughs> they're great. They're just, you know, they're dummies. How old? 23 and 26. I love the term dummy so much. Well, I find it so affectionate. Is what they, yeah, I mean, I love them. Yes. They're, they're, you know, like my brothers, they're, they're just dummies. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Basic dummies, you know? <laughs> And they and and the you know I had the baby crying in the back and it was dumb to go on the road trip. We should have flown. Well, yeah, and why did you drive it? Because you thought it would be fun. No, because we the we the last time we flew with my son, both my wife and I had like a, a close to a nervous breakdown. We're like, this was we can't do this again. Oh, that's got to be. Yeah, it's hard flying with a kid. And and also at that age, uh, super hard for the like baby, doesn't it? Like the yeah, change in cabin pressure or whatever. Oh, I don't know if it's as scientific than that. He, I think, my, you know, I think it's just that he's one and he's yeah. shot out of a cannon as soon as he wakes up. You know, he's like ready to play and run and and. Oh, I thought you meant the vagina. I really <sighs> did. I thought you were like, you know, he's no. already been shot out of one cannon. I don't want to. Yeah, to I put feel him bad. in the sky is weird. <laughs> it's weird to think that there are babies in the sky. It is weird. It's, yeah, it's like, like snakes on a, Yeah, we got to get these babies <laughs> off this plane. <laughs> That's such a great dad joke. Like, yeah, I know. Oh, my nightmare is babies on a plane. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Oh God! <laughs> or like some like business. Some like what I'm picturing is some dad who's got like three kids who are annoying him, and he's like going on a business trip, and then he gets to the airport, and like half his plane is babies. <laughs> <laughs> He's like that's sitting a in, great. That's a great little uh, sketch. Yeah, he's like I think it's really funny. Sitting in coach, and there's just like babies on every side. Different styles of babies. Yeah, there's like the different I, ages. I had an idea for a sketch that uh, was never as as loud, loud, lauded, lauded. 
Lauded. Lauded is the genius idea that I thought it was, which is called it's called the baby safe. Yeah, and it's a safe you put your baby in, and yeah. like the and then there's travel baby safe, and you're on the plane, and the baby's crying, and then you put them in the travel safe, and then they put it in the overhead. You know that actually, I think maybe the reason the sketch didn't wasn't as lauded is because that seems very practical. <laughs> I, I would buy that. I like that idea. It's hard, right? Well, the first thing I asked, and it's it's a weird thing. I didn't mean to pull the "Are you tired?" But you were in the store, and I came out, and I said, "Are you sad?" Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know why I got a sad vibe. Well, you. if you did get a sad vibe, it's because when I'm lost or in a place I've never been and I'm uncomfortable, ah. I immediately, I guess, I look sad. <laughs> I guess I always look you like a, a traveler a that's like alone. <laughs> Um, you did look road weary. I am. I, I know. Weird. I haven't left the house in a while. Yeah. So that's totally. <laughs> no, I, I was thrown off because I came through the back and there were um, people playing Dungeons and Dragons. D and D. D and D. And they and and it's it's always weird when you stumble upon a group of of older men playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> off-putting it's like yeah it's like they they don't want to be seen doing it and i don't want to see them doing I'm it always uh see i just walked through the same thing as you of course yeah. and i'm always pleased when they don't have shame yes i know i, I don't want to shame them i mean yes. I, I think it's cool oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. i have no i think we probably had very similar thought processes i was like oh they should be embarrassed uh they're not embarrassed oh that's that's nice it's almost it, it, it's actually to me parallel sexual confidence yes it has it, it did have a sexual uh undertone <laughs> as i walked through because they looked at me, it was like it, it reminded me of like eyes wide shut when yes. tom cruise like first gets to that that's party. what it feels like walking through five groups of D D players <laughs> yeah that's what it they all like peek their head up yes. and it's as Yes. Like walking by an orgy, you know? and the and the dungeon master was going. You're going to meet someone named Demetrius, and Demetrius <laughs> is going to be very. And I was like, what the fuck? And like, it wasn't making fun. Yeah. But when when a group of people are doing one thing, and you're a guy not doing that thing, it's just our animal instincts to be like, what's his deal? Is yeah. He, is he a friendly? Yeah. I think, and I think that that's what they felt with me. I right. think instantly I walked in, and and there was an, a thing of like, I guess I, I also do put out the vibe of like i probably don't play dungeons and dragons right. i think like you know my my sports hat you know kind of like they were like oh shit and you know you know what i mean and i fell out of place too i was like oh, why is that shit. guy sad yeah, yeah why is that sad sports fan like walking around um, judging us yeah but they it feels the same thing as like if there's some people and i'm not one of them that if you walked in on me having sex, they'd continue to have sex. Yes. You know, and that's I, what it felt like. Because I'm, I'm walking by and he's like, you're going to meet a, an orc named Dimitri. Yeah. I don't know if it was an orc. Yeah, I made yeah. a, uh, no, well, no. It didn't need to be funny, right? It no, was no. Good and Dimitri genuine. is enough. <laughs> yeah. It'd be terrible if it Demetrius. was Martin. <laughs> you walk through and you're just you greeted with a guitar player with punts. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> you're going to meet a Dimitri Martin. <laughs> and there's and like he's a, very important he's to you. Really, and there's just like an easel with a bunch of like. <laughs> <laughs> These are spells. Yeah. <laughs> Riffing in the morning. <laughs> this is the morning for me. I slept till twelve thirty. Oh God! What's it bless like having you. kids? That's the worst. <laughs> no, the worst. is it the worst? No, it's good. Can I? I need help. Yes, go. for Let it. me frame this. I'm gonna. We're gonna talk about it, and I want you to help me. Okay. Because I feel myself. Um, the more I'm, I've, 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 you've listened to the show. Yes, you said, yes, on yes, your yes, ride yes. to San Francisco with yeah, your dummies. I like, I like it. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, um, thank you. Uh, so I, <laughs> I say it like I'm mad. Thank you. No, no. no specifically, but I the episodes that I I listened to about five episodes, but the which one? Ones? The the uh, Alex Sulkin episode was my favorite. Oh, I've never gotten that. Yeah. I love that one too. I love it because I'm a huge Alex Sulkin fan. Mm. I just think he's like the funniest. Um, 
and I like his. I also what, like his. You're dark, a fan of his writing. His on, writer, twi- on Twitter, on Twitter. Okay. I think he's great, and like yeah. I, I'm not embarrassed to say that I like someone's you know tweets. It's sure. Like, I think of them as you know jokes. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, he's great at it. I think he's great, and then I, I do like Family Guy, and I like Ted, and, and I, he write all the all the best Family Guys are seem his. to come yeah. down to Alex Helga. Yeah. I know it's a group effort. He didn't write. Well, all, that's we covered that on the episode. Yeah, but but still, I you know I I just think he's awesome. Yeah, he's great. And, and he's was, got an awesome. Well, that was a, uh, one of the reasons I'm glad that you liked it is because it was an off-site. So you were kind to come to. Uh, oh, not yeah. that Alec wasn't kind, but some people, you know, to, no, to sweeten the deal. I'll say I'll, we'll come to your place. Now that I've walked through the Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> I would say never again. I, <laughs> never again. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm very glad you liked that one, though. I, I was. Uh, uh, you know, it's weird that you remember. All I remember was there was a lot of shop talk. A lot of shop, but I I enjoy shop talk. You yeah, know, I, shop talk for me, I never shy away from because it's like, it, it, I hate it when people will say to you like, "Ugh, in L.A., everybody just talks about the industry," and yeah. I want to be like, "Well, yeah, because we're all in the industry." Like, <laughs> if you have a bunch of doctor friends, it's yeah. like, are you really mean, "Ugh, God, Pete will not stop talking about this operation." Like. If I had a doctor friend, I'd be like, what operation? I want to know. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's fun. It's weird to be in a little town where everyone's essentially a doctor. Or it's like we're all carpenters. Sure, but I don't think... Different specialties. Yeah, but I don't think that that's any reason to be like annoyed by that topic of conversation. Here's the thing. I I think you and I are immune to a part of L.A. that uh, comedians are a special group. Uh, Mm. They are. And and we don't hang out with... I've seen these people... Mm. I dated a girl that just had a more of the t- what I would consider typical LA friends, and I wanted to light them on fire. Right? Yeah. I, the way they spoke about the industry was flat, and it and it was like very thinly veiled networking shit. Right. Like, you know what well, I mean? like, Here, I'll give you an example. You're on Happy Endings, right? Yeah. Uh, how do you get that? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, it's terrible. And you're just like, oh, yeah. just playing that guy. I feel like my my skin yeah. instinctively just I just I got slimy. I feel slimy yeah. just saying that, but like getting shit like that. We've talked about that a little bit on the show. You know, just people like, look, I love hustle and and you and of I course. have done our share yes, of hustling. Of hustling. I, I don't mean gross hustling. No, no, no. There's a way to be palatable and 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 be Adam palatable and <laughs> Adam palatable. I like, I like it. You know, no one. I think there's a reason no one has ever used that font. It's because like it's the indirect opposite yeah. of what I am. Not I'm palatable. Not very palatable to a small number. <laughs> You're very palatable. Yeah. But uh, so I, I get it, and then but when it's reflected back at me, just blind ambition and just grotesque, talentless drive. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm assuming talentless. But do you ever do that? Do you ever talk to somebody and you think you can tell within ten minutes whether or not they're like a funny person? Yes. Oh, of course, all the it's time. Kind of something you're not t- supposed to talk about. Go. No, I, I I agree with I I do that all the time to a fault. I would say. Yeah. Like I will do it. Any. Here's a, here's a shop term that that you'll hear, but like any general meeting, yes, uh, which is basically like a meeting that you go on just to kind of you know meet someone right. who is also working in the industry. Right, right, right. Within the first like three minutes, I will decide if I like that person, ha. and that will dictate the rest of the meeting. Of if I'm, course, like, hostile or talking down to them because like a lot of times, you, <laughs> a lot you of times, your honesty. That's no, right. It's, it's, it's true. true. It's true. A lot of times, you'll get your your representation will say you got to go meet this person he's super funny he's yeah. doing stuff that yeah, you want to yeah, do yeah, yeah and then you'll go meet them and within the first three minutes you're like oh you're not funny at all you uh, have no brain you've just been like bumped up through the industry we, and, and, oh, you're, uh, and you're a gatekeeper wow and so instantly you get hostile and you know yeah what i tend to do is make it fun for myself which usually make you know i'll i'll be like oh you'll make a reference and they'll they won't understand you be like oh you didn't get that right 
You're oh, terrible. No. You're terrible. You're fighting. You're raging against the machine. Oh, not really. I'm a like a very bit. passive aggressive. It's at least a toy machine. It is a toy machine. Yeah. yeah. But that's why I think it's also a defense mechanism to that. You don't, you know, you're like, well, they're not going to like me anyway. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is that right? I think so for me. Yeah. I thought, that's interesting that you say that because I thought I was like, this is a, and I, I don't say this um, down my nose, this is a privileged game you're playing. Oh, it's super privileged. Meaning you're on a, you're on a show. Yes. And your life is different now. And yeah. you took generals. Let's go back in time. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's sure, turn sure, back sure. The, t- the pages of time. Yes, sure. But there was a time when you went on generals. Yes. Well, I hate that term, That's too. It's terrible. But you went and you put on your tap shoes. Yeah. And you went as hard as you could. And you were very concerned that this uh, low-level – and I, I don't mean to shit on him, but some no, no. low-level Exa- douchebag. Yeah. A, a, assistant to an assistant to an assistant of uh, an assistant's executive, whatever. Yes. And and I've been on those meetings, too, and I've gotten coffee and made sure I got enough rest, and yeah. that's all I had to do that day. Yeah. And you do a, a real soft shoe, and you really song and dance some. And, uh, and of course, nothing comes from it. You learn that in this in this town. Yeah, that nothing, it's not important. It's not really, it's, it's uh, to steal something, this is an analogy I've heard Conan O'Brien actually make a lot. Yeah. Um, not regarding this, but it's like a, it's like making a mosaic. You put down one tiny tile, and you're like, that means nothing. But yeah. in ten years of those meetings, people are like, Adam Pally is palatable. Yeah, yes, and and um and I will say that that I do have friends um who are really great at it. Yes, Ben it, Schwartz. <laughs> ben Schwartz is the best. I mean, he won't do the show, by the way. Why? Too personal. You know, I get that from him. Like he is. I <laughs> people I, ask, and and we're friends, but go on. I've known Ben. All, all my professional life, I will say, since I was 19. And okay. he is one of the funniest dudes on so the funny. planet. So great. And he is the best at, on a meeting I've ever seen in my life. He's just got a skill for people. We're all doing impressions of Ben Schwartz. On our we, generals. We do oh my, generals. I channel him all the time. I am definitely Sometimes in my him. head I go, how would Ben handle this situation? Because I go into auditions thinking that too. Ben and TJ Miller. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like I'm a nice combo of both of those because I... I'll fuck up as much as TJ, <laughs> you know. But I also have the Jewish business sense that Ben does. Yeah. Um. But 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 not to even like to say Jewish business sense is that's even to belittle what he does. He is amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah he and, is amazing. Um. I think that that another great Jew. Uh. And I say that lovingly. Yeah. Nick Kroll is Nick Kroll awesome is at it. really good at if it. If I'm yeah. at a party and I see Nick and I see Ben, I, mm. I stand with them and go, what's that person's name? And they'll have met them at a general 12 yeah. years ago yeah. and they'll tell you three interesting facts about them. I know, it's great. And then Ben fucks them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know anything about them. Ben's sex life. Um, I don't know anything about him. He's private. He's a private I, person. I don't know either, but I... Can, but I I often when I hang out with him, I'll, I'll be like, God, you're, you're getting a ton of great pussy, huh? Like he, has he has to be. I he doesn't share it with yes. me. I, I am positive that he's, he's a He's a right very, I see those liar, liar, pants on fire, house of cards. Oh, he's, house of lies. Yeah, yeah. I yeah and he's standing all like yeah. cute in that picture. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, come on, you're, who are you fucking People want to eat breakfast off his bum. <sighs> yeah. Yes, they do. It's, it's, his it's, porcelain white bum. And God, his, his such, butt is complimenting you and, com- it's and networking. Such bullshit! How that turned out, you know. <laughs> well, well, this is this is actually a nice uh, nice segue back okay, to you. Go, yeah. Is that you and I were in New York at the same time yes. as as Ben Schwartz? Yeah, we came up. To, we came up together. We did come up together. Yeah, and. Um, you know what was weird is here's my earliest <laughs> like therapy. Mm-hmm. My earliest memory of you is somebody was like Adam Pally. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna be a big thing. Which here's what's weird about that. Wow. I know. Yes. Wow. It was great. And, and they that. were right. I've never heard that. You before. know when it was? It was right when you booked that. Uh, it was before you booked a Twix commercial. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. you booked these Twix things. And I remember yeah. watching them because I was like. I had never seen you do uh, video stuff. Uh-huh, yeah. And somebody was like, you got to keep an eye out for him. And what's weird about that, unlike L.A., 
people don't talk that way as much in New York, almost in a good way. Yes. No, there's not. I think it's because in New York, there's an element, if you're a, a comic, um, there's an element of... It doesn't matter where you're going to end up. It's about yeah. what you're doing at the time. Like yeah. the, the people, the audiences, and the and people are way more invested in like what you're actually doing. Yes, they don't care about what the end result will be. Isn't so that weird. Yeah, and we is, were more that way. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, a hundred. I I would say a hundred. I was a hundred percent more that way. It was yes. about. It was like, well, I got to. I'm doing this sketch show, and if people like that show, then they would say you got to see Adam's show. Whereas here. They'll go to a show and they'll be like, "Did you see that sketch show? That one guy, and it's going to be huge." Yes, and like they, it, that's such a division. They don't do it's that anymore. So why? I don't know why it is. I guess because the industry's here and they're looking yeah, for that. It's the carpet. It's the carpenter town thing. Yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm looking back now. I'm feeling fondness for the old uh, Pete, and I'd like to regain some of him. Some of the old Pete. Some well, of the old Pete of just like I'm, I'm doing stand up because I love stand up, and I do do stand up because I love stand up. But you are. You know, I'm I'm going to call myself out here. I write a new bit. And I'm like, okay, the new hour is coming together. It's like it used to just be like, yeah, well, it's going like, to do it well. It didn't matter about the hour, right? There, yeah. Nobody was offering any hours. Yeah, because yeah, it's like you just got to do a good bit. You never dreamt of do like yeah. You, you didn't talk about it. No, I know. I you know I thought I had that thought last night. I I, I wrote an idea down in my um in my phone, and I was like, that was, that's a funny character, hmm. and then. I I did I to be totally honest I did have that thought that was like what the fuck are you gonna do with a funny character how does that help you at all it doesn't help you at all what are you gonna do are you gonna go put that up at at, at a theater somewhere and yeah. do that character right and then what right and like I found myself deadening like deading the idea before I even did it because the older adult more industry driven yes. sensibility was like that's not gonna do anything for you. Now, that's interesting because how does someone like you – now we're in present. Okay. We'll go back to back. Yeah, we can go back because I, 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 I do have a recollection of meeting you several times early on at a show where you were in a dark place. Oh, I'd love to talk about it. You know the show. <laughs> you, know, you know I would love to talk about it. Let I me know, write down yeah. how – and then we'll talk about this. Okay, go for it. You go here. I mean, we can. This came up naturally, so go ahead. And oh. I, I'm writing down what I'm going to. Well, ask you, you were, you were, you were, you were mentioning how we. I remember a night at Comics. Do you remember that club? Yeah, it was like my home club. Um, and it was like we were on the bill and Todd Barry, and it was like <laughs> a corporate bill, yeah. and you had come in late. <clears throat> yes. And I don't, I don't know how what happened, but we were. You started talking to me specifically about your marriage. Is that right? Yes. And it was the whole truth. You know, it was like everything. I remember this. Backstage. Backstage. Backstage with the big mirrors. Yes. And it was like right before I was supposed to go on and do this like crazy sketch where I was like (laughs) holding the audience hostage. Man, you experience like a a desperate, like you you ever get those stuck in those conversations because someone's so desperate. Yes. Adam. You, you're kind. You, I know you, and then it has to come out. Yeah, this is pre-podcast, and and actually, it, it was, <laughs> I, I, had, I had to let it out. Yeah, you had to let it out. And also, you know, you brought up Ben because Ben was there, and as soon as it started getting heavy, Ben was like, I, "I'm gonna go." <laughs> he started like, "Is that right?" Yeah, and, he, and Ben was like walking back and forth, like going over our Pacing, lines and sure. everything, but. But me and and my buddy Gil, who's also in the sketch group, were sitting there riveted, riveted. Oh, I thought it was trapping. No, it was not trapping at all. We because it was like, you know, I I, I was oh, in Jesus. a relationship at the time um, that was heading with with my soon to be wife. Not oh, at the time, okay. but I I had like just gotten into that relationship, and uh, 
So I was hearing like, these oh, car stories, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, but it didn't curse. It didn't cavork you. No, I, I was smart enough at the time to realize that you had your own yes, uh, yes, Michigan, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> There's a Yiddish word for you. Well, you um, mean like some sort of agenda or some no, your own perspective? Like, it, yeah, like I, was, I, I wasn't narcissistic enough to, to hear the story and be like, well, that's going to happen to right, me. Right, right, right. I was more like, wow, that is a tough one for Pete. Michigas yeah, impossible. Michigas. Michigas impossible it, three. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just make jokes twice. Ghost. I don't care. Ghost, Ghost, Ghost Protocol. Protocol. Michigan's three. <laughs> there's got to be another way to get another Yiddish word in there, like in Gala uh, Protocol, but it's not that. Gala Pro. Oh, come on. Yeah, <laughs> but it has to sound Hala like Ghost. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> you know what? I think that I actually think that's okay. Yeah. Gala <laughs> Protocol. Gala Protocol. Michigan's Impossible Three. <laughs> Yeah. And it's even the wrong one. That was four. <laughs> oh, sorry. But it's Michigan. What is the word again? Starring Michigas. Michigas Impossible Three. Hala Protocol. Starring Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> True joy. Yeah. Though so very fun. So what? What did I do? You, I, you, here's what it is. I probably know what I said, but I'm wondering what the pull quote. If you remember anything from what I said, or, or what was the overall? Oh, the overall of it was follow. I would say that the. the positive was follow your dream is that true yes i would say that that at the time and this was a long i mean this is almost like 10 years ago i'd say uh the 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 gist of it was it wasn't going to work anyway because you wanted to do comedy Uh and she was not super supportive interesting and and i don't know if that if that Still holds up. I mean that. That is. I mean, I'd love to talk about your your spouse. Do I know your spouse? I don't know if you've ever met. She's not in the industry. So see that. Yeah, I mean, like it's so obvious and transparent when I ask people about their relationships, and I'm like, what do they do? Like it, it, yes. it stems from that sort of thing. Yes. My my ex. I didn't know what support looked like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she she was my only girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Then we got married, mm-hmm. and she wasn't in the way, and that was enough. Right. She thought I was funny. She didn't necessarily think my sense of humor was like that great or anything. Right. That you were going to be a professional comic. No, she did. Really. In fact, one of the kindest things she did was when we broke up, mm-hmm. when she left me. Mm-hmm. It depends on your language. When, I, I didn't debate that. When I know, <laughs> but in my brain, I have these pop-ups that go like, yeah. I, you're saying breakup, but she left you. Your wife left you. Yeah, it's like a breakup. There is no true leaving. You know? Yeah, I mean, if she just disappeared, if I came home and there was just a bale of yeah, hay. that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah. It's not that's what like, happened. <laughs> tumbleweed rolls Yeah, by, yeah. That's, like, that's, that's did we move so to Santa Fe? Why are we in Santa Fe? And Marin's there. Saloon doors. Of course, like, it's Santa Fe. <laughs> yeah, they have saloon doors on like fucking changing room. <laughs> I tried to think of a place where you want. No, privacy. that is that is. Uh, but then I don't think anybody has a changing room. <laughs> Do you have a changing room? <laughs> we have a restroom. I guess I could change in there. <laughs> 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 that was funny. I'm sorry to say it, but it made me so happy because what I love about improvisers, uh, you're always my favorite guest, is it was a mistake. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. We're talking about saloon. First of all, I said bale of hay. Yeah, I know. You said tumbleweed. tumbleweed you yeah. you helped it. Yeah. I did mean tumbleweed, although when I pictured a block of hay <laughs> on her of- side of the bed, also pretty funny. <laughs> Also pretty funny. No note, just the hay. Uh, but then <laughs> you say tumbleweed, and now I'm trying. I'm desperately trying to think of a place where you wouldn't want saloon doors because they they're not very private. Yeah, I say changing room. Yeah, and you took it over the line the, the, into the end zone, and I now like it. and bo- uh, the weird thing is our team wins. Yeah. I'm on the team. That I gets think the I'm points. gonna. I think I'm gonna put a changing room in my house, like the the downstairs bathroom will now be a changing room, and I'll be like. <laughs> When someone's like, "Do you have a restroom?" and they'll like open the downstairs, like, "No, no, no, that's that's a changing room." 
Unless you have to change. Don't go in there. And there's just like hangers. And a, and a, and a mirror. <laughs> and like a long mirror. And a number. You get a <laughs> number for when you get to go in. <laughs> yes, I want a changing room very badly. So uh, what were we saying? Oh, when my wife and I split, she said, I believe you're going to be one of the greats. Oh, uh, that is. It was very that's kind. a big confidence. Yeah, it was nice. I was like, you're really fucking me over. But at least she, in her kindness, actually... Took a moment to be like, she knew the most important thing to me. Yeah, Disturbingly, you know, was actually, my comment. That's that's a very sweet way to that. Now I'm getting some closure on it because I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. So now that makes I'm going to leave here with a little bit of an extra. Spring you didn't in my know step. how that story no, ended. I didn't know, and now yeah. I have a little extra spring in my step. Yeah, got well. No, I mean like she she did a couple things right. She told me right away, mm-hmm. four months, but she told me pretty much right away. Right. She could have told me years and years. She could have told me right at the beginning, like this isn't feeling right. Right. You know that would have yes. been really ideal. But she was also a kid. Yeah, she was also you gotta young. you gotta let that. Yeah. But she did compliment the comedy, and and I I do believe I'm trying to decipher whether or not it was a survival instinct that I was like. Okay, now I can focus entirely on comedy, mm-hmm. and that's great. And uh, and then I realized how much more I was getting done. Right. That's the that's the hard thing. That I just had a conversation with um, when I did that shoot. You know Joe Hartzell. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. of the guys that was in the in the these Volkswagen spots that uh-huh. we shot. We just got into it immediately. I was so bored. We were right. shooting like twelve hour, yeah, fifteen long. hour days every day, and then these rotating cast people, kind of like your show. I mean, yeah. you get these ga- guest people. Hey, a new person, and you yeah. go talk to him. So I'm sitting in the car, and we just immediately started talking. He just got out of like a seven year thing, and then he was like, "And it's been a year, and it's been the most productive year of my life." Yeah. And then I was like, "Fuck, that's why." I, when I was going to say I need your help with babies and marriage yeah. and all that stuff, I want that stuff, but I feel a bitterness. I feel a hardening of my heart where. You know what's this is fucking weird. Yeah. I recently was uh realized that I started looking at Anthony King, uh-huh. who we both know. Great friend of wonderful, mine. Yeah. hilarious, mm-hmm. talented, and uh, this has nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. I saw a tweet from him and I my first thought was like dummy's married. That's right. what I thought. Yeah. I hate that. No, I you know, I get that a lot actually. Someone just said that to me the other day. They were like I someone was surprised that I was Living the lifestyle that I am, they like, married two kids. Married two kids. Well, one, mar- on one on the way. Um, they were. They thought that I would be like some you know young kid like out in the streets and stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and well, I didn't. I actually didn't know you were married. And when I looked at your Wikipedia, I was. It, it did, yeah. I didn't have the Anthony King burn because that was like early in the morning and my defenses were down. I saw it and I th- actually thought how nice and I'd love to talk. About it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean my marriage is. I I think my marriage and is the is the is the best thing that I've done. In my life, fuck uh, you, man. No, I'm serious. No, I mean, because I believe you, and fuck. You. I know it sounds horrible. <laughs> it sounds horrible, but yeah, I mean, fuck you, you because usually I believe you. Usually on these things, I'm trashing my wife, <laughs> so this is a nice turn. <laughs> but no, I, I, you know, it's the only real thing I have. I would say because mm-hmm. um, this industry is so fake, fake, and yeah. it's so um, transient. It's so I was going to say transient, and so you're, you're. I think that's part of one of the reasons that I did get married um, uh, at a young age. Um, well, How old? I, I don't, 27 I don't know if that's You know That's yeah. young But like my, I was not the first Of my friends I was some, from uh, Middle class Jersey You know And I, it, it seemed normal At the time All my friends from high school Getting married Right It just didn't seem Strange in 27 comedy, I think Would have to be Right in the middle Of the bell curve That's what it I would I, You would think But in comedy You know It's like 37 it's like, <laughs> Yeah it, In comedy Everyone was like What the fuck Are you doing Yeah 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 and It's weird to think That you'll have been Married a decade When Gil gets married <laughs> 
I don't think that's ever happened. Oh, is that right? No, no, no. He's, he's, he, his girlfriend's beautiful and lovely. Um, I picked him as a random. It's him as the problem. Uh, I, I, <laughs> no. Let me uh, be clear. <laughs> no, no, no. My... My child will be the best man at his wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Not only is it way, way in the future, yeah. he has the time to get very close, close with to my son. son. Yeah, yeah, well, I already have had it with you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know. So you're, it's a real thing, you were saying. Yeah, it's like it, there's something. Um, it's like creating a family has been very. It's been. I think it's essential to staying kind of normal as much as you can in this industry i love it Whoa. um what happened i think you backed off from the mic i don't know i'm afraid no 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 it's good no we're good i was just thinking about this last <laughs> night i was watching this thing about religion joseph campbell Ooh, is that his name joseph campbell he's yeah. the story um yeah the myth man the myth man yeah he comes up a lot on this show and yeah i like I, it i love him so much so mm-hmm. i i re-watch these things from time to time and mm-hmm. they were talking about uh, sacrifice. They mm-hmm. were talking about the the virtue of sacrifice being that basically there's something the true human experience, true love, yeah. true happiness comes through sacrifice. That's what Jesus is doing, and that's what, you know Buddha didn't want to tell everybody how to be enlightened. You right? Know what I mean, yeah, but like yeah. he went through the pain in the ass of telling a bunch of dumb dumbs how to do it. Jesus, of course, quite uh, literally dies for, for people yeah. and, and comes back sacrifice. And then I was and they did. He made the point about um, when you have a child. It's 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 a, an acting. Uh, it's dying to yourself. Yes, no, it is. I I think that 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 the, actually where that comes from is also the physical nature of it because you do feel like you're dying. I mean, the first year of having a child is 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 death <laughs> in a lot of ways because you you're confronted with your own mortality yeah. instantly. Um, because you see the next, you, you see, see the you replacement. See you see it. Yeah. You is that you, how it feels? You, not well, so, not not exclusively. Well, I had I had I, I don't want to bum anybody out, but I had a very interesting um, experience with my first child because my mother passed away twenty days before my well, son no. was born. So well, it was like I saw I had a, a the full spectrum of life and death within wow. like twenty days. I look. I'm not even trying to be cute here. Yeah. But that's like. What I was thinking about when I was watching this documentary last right. night, they yeah. talk about that. Without, really? there's no life without death. Things. It's like they were yeah. talking about planting cultures, and all their myths are about like the plant grows, yeah. the seeds fall off, plant dies, seeds grow. Yeah. So literally, they, they're, they're linking death and life. And when babies were born, they were like, "This doesn't happen without death." And then I was like, "Oh, lightning crashes, basically." Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? That's yes. that's the joke. I was thinking it wasn't even a joke. That's just what I thought. Yeah. I was like. One comes out, one comes in. Yeah, and then the placenta falls to the below. <laughs> uh, uh, never before that song did so many people sing along placenta, placenta. In, a, <laughs> in, a, in a rowdy, happy place. The best part of that song, though, is the uh, is the line that follows that, which is the uh, high pitched, v- uh, vaguely Arabic tone. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then everybody loves this too. It's later. Yeah. Pale blue colors. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And to save the soul. <laughs> yeah. In the glory. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. 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 It's a that, fun it's one. A karaoke. I wanna. Right yeah. Oh, you know what they do on the song? They actually turn the track down. It makes me mad every time. They do. The band doesn't. There's a build to it. Yeah. It goes really high, and yeah. then they build. They do the chorus quiet, and to to enhance the effect, they actually turn the track down. You can hear they <sighs> lower the levels. And I was like. What is that? I, Shenanigans. I, you know, I used to love live. Ah, until I now. I live until now. No. <laughs> that guy was a Nazi, right? Wasn't he a Nazi? He just looked like a Nazi. No, I think he was. 
I'm sorry? I think he was a former... I think that there's a lyric in one of the songs on the Throwing Copper album that says... <laughs> throwing copper oh, at juice. <laughs> <laughs> throwing copper through glass windows on crystal knock. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think he says, like, oh, Hitler... I looked in your eyes forever. I mean, we could Google it if you I want. Think, I bet I can't you, believe Katie isn't. Not that it's your job. <laughs> it, I mean, it's not I don't your know, job. I, I, I don't know what song it is, but if you look up like live lead singer Nazi, I bet. I'd you. like to be clear that it's not Katie's job to Google things while we're talking. Also, um, can you find out where the nearest place I could get like a juice, <laughs> like a, a, like juice? a coconut juice or coconut water? <laughs> you know, I made a juice this morning and sang, "You make me want a juice, juice." I just wanted really? to tell someone. You wait. And then I also went, this is how we juice it. I was, yeah, I was waiting for that, but <laughs> I think the, the odder thing is that you make juice. You juice. I juice, yeah. Wow. You don't juice? I'm just kidding. I drink juice. I'm being I an asshole. I see people. You don't juice? I don't juice. I don't. I see, you see people juice. I see people juice. I, and I hear You never go to the place right by UCB? No. Yeah. I never do. We'll go. We'll but go. But I, I also am. I have. I have. I don't like being anywhere near. UCB when I'm not on stage, I have very social, um, pho- like anxiety phobias of running into people I know. Is that right? you mean fans? No. Oh, a fan. A fan is easy for me. Ah. it's other. It's like friends and people. I do, I get like really I social do, anxiety that you. I'm not trying to make it about me. Uh, no, go which for I it. often am, but I'm not here. Yeah, you would. It would be an anxiety inducing thing if you saw me at the juice shop. Um. I think or Jess St. Clair. Let's just take Jess St. Clair walks into yes, the shop. Yes. I think it would be um yeah, there would be an anxiety level for me uh, not in that oh I, it would be more like appropriate interaction like is a big thing anxiety wise for me like what's the appropriate thing to do? Do I go say hello if they're in conversation? Do I not say hello? Yeah. Do, you know, and that will cripple me. Uh, oh my god, that's great! To the point of where I will just leave, and then oftentimes uh, someone will say like, "I saw you at the <laughs> juice place." Like, and then you just walked out. Yeah, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I was in a rush." But I, the the thought of like having to socially now deal with something, even if it's as general as like, "Hey, how's it going?" will throw me into a spiral where I I, I can't deal. The reason I said that's great in the yeah. middle of this kind of thing, weird thing to call great, is that this is exactly what I've been dealing with lately and really? thinking about lately. Really? So I think it's very weird that you say that. Because here, and you're surprising me, mm. because, you know, you're a talented, good-looking, thanks, buddy. sad-looking, yeah. <laughs> just two that's nice ones they... and a mean one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome back to two nice ones and a mean one. <laughs> no, uh, and a together person, and uh-huh. a successful person. I oh. mean, I, I don't think of you in those terms, but I'm just trying to paint yeah, the picture. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're a struggling actor. Uh, there's nothing to be in- embarrassed See, about that. Is that just me? Am I only here? I think it could be also- I'm. I'm, I'm no, it's me. It's my earphones. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> so- here, I wouldn't expect it for you, and as weird as this is to say, I wouldn't expect it for myself. However, I have times like that as well. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like, if there was something I was going to improve about myself, and uh-huh. I've been saying this this past week on the show, it would be that. That's the thing I would like to fix. I, I would like to you. see people yeah. and go, hooray, another person. Yes. I, I feel exact it's, – it's funny. I feel the exact same way. I feel like I wish – I could, and and this goes back to what we were talking about before with the general meetings. I think it all, it, they and all, Ben Schwartz, and Ben Schwartz, it all has to do with the same thing because like Ben is a great example. Like Ben is great when you see him; he he's really appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of eye contact. Lot of, yes, eye contact always uses your name a lot. Yeah, I I will not do that, and then go into a spiral about am I not 
doing that. And then oftentimes it will lead me to become sar- sarcastic or um, – You lash out a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah, all the time. And so then people will be like, that guy's kind of a dick. You know, I think I – think, it's, it's like you said with the general. You sabotage it. You course. go, they're not going to like me anyway. Of course, totally. So I'm going to make fun of their corduroy jacket. Yes, exactly. And then – and I think I do that. Um, in a lot of social situations. and But for a reason that I don't think anyone would expect. I would not expect, oh, Adam's nervous. Oh, yeah. That's why, that's why when I saw you yeah. and I said, are you sad? Honestly, I thought you're uh, such a happy guy that I expected like a big, what's happening? Oh, no, you know what yeah. I mean? And then I was like, are you okay? I mean, I- <laughs> Which is me. dumb. The interesting thing is like I feel that happiness. Like I am that person as yeah. as we're talking here now. Like I feel happy and I was psyched to see you and everything. Right. But the all the interaction of coming through the people I didn't know and and and, and like I, it was so meek when I walked through. I was yeah. like didn't know if this was the right place and the, and the, these I like guys picked their heads up from the from um their Dungeons and Dragon game and I I didn't even say words. I just kind of muttered I'm, 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 yeah. I'm meeting I'm meeting and then I was I, like and then my brain was like, just walk, just walk. Yes. And so I was already, like, spun out. In a place. Yeah, in a place. It's so funny, man. You're reminding me of the feeling of when you're going to a place to perform, too, that you've never been. Yes. And you don't know where the... I, I remember doing open mics and being like, there's an open mic here? And they're like, yeah, we put a mic on that table. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you never even know. Yeah. I wonder, is... Torco, touring, when I would tour yeah. with UCB, Torco was my... Oh God! It would. I would get so nervous for those shows. I would get so nervous because it was a new environment. Yeah, just like something you know. And then the lights are on. You know, a yeah. lot of those Torco gigs yeah. are like in shitty places, yep. and you're like, you know. And then someone's like, "Are you good to go in five minutes?" And in your head, you're like, "Well, I'm good to go whenever you're good to go." And it's just a simple yeah. question, but yeah. you're spun out about it. Yeah. yeah, you know, so many variables. Yeah, and then see that that's that's why being a comedian is a type of it is a business. It's not a type of business. It is a business because <coughs> it's not being funny. No. A lot of people are funny. It's being funny at eight o'clock when some weird college kid goes, "Are you ready in five? You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. And then you have to go and do the make 'em ups on stage. Yeah. And the stage isn't a stage. No, it's, it's like just a, a corner of the cafeteria. Yeah. And you and 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 you have to deliver, and you're getting paid or whatever. Some Sometimes. very little, very little, and then yeah. it's very little. It's very little. So there, it's it was it was all Torco was always hard for me to say yes to. Like even mm-hmm. though I needed the money, I was always like the the anxiety over it would yeah. drive me crazy. And I, then also the substance. Like after those shows, the way that I would, or I still do, the way that I like combat that is like instantly I need a drink. Is like, that right? Yes. Well, let's need... get to booze. There's a lot of things happening right now. <laughs> I want to talk about. Go for I, it. I, we're we're gonna for those of you listening that are like, are they gonna talk about your baby? Anything? <laughs> they gonna talk I, about I know, anything? I know, I know, I know, I know. But like, I, I'm writing them down. I'm writing them down, and then we won't talk about them. <laughs> but um, I'm wondering about the social anxiety thing. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, I'm going to a party tonight. Yes. I, I mentioned on the show yesterday with Todd. Uh, and I'm like, I'm like nervous about it. That's not, I, are most people not nervous? I think most people go, there's a party tonight. All right. I don't know, because I certainly, if I was going to a party tonight, I'd be nervous. Yeah. I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. And it's supposed to be like <laughs> a fun thing. Yeah. You know, um, I'm assuming uh, this party's industry related. Yes. Yeah. So that would make me nervous, yeah. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, you know, I'm, I would be going through like already. I'd be like, "What's the, the right thing to wear? What's yep, the you yep. know, what how, should I drive or should I call a taxi? Because I might right. have a few drinks. Like, right. what should I even have drinks? Like, because right. that could lead to bad <laughs> stuff. Like, like you know, maybe I should 
Well, it's interesting. You talked about trying to fit. You want it to be the right thing. Yeah. I'm very... There's no need to be. I think it's, it's, again, all manufactured, but I, I... Find myself, especially later in the, in in these last couple of years, being consumed a lot with what's appropriate. Yeah, and then he, let me put this to you because mm-hmm. I have that same thing. Yes, but then what would happen? I used to not like drinking uh-huh. uh, in public uh-huh. <laughs> because I would then I'd be out of control. Right, and then as I lived, as I've now been drinking for ten years, mm-hmm. um, I now realize that no one gives a shit. Yeah, so like. It's a very narcissistic thought to be worried about appropriateness when you boil it. It really is, and maybe that's why we both have it. (laughs) (laughs) That was Uh. a cough, not a laugh. But, I mean, like, you're right. People, I think we would do well, you and I, Mm -hmm. to, uh, it sounds like, to let go of some of this identity, some of this ego. Yes. And some of this self-involvedness, because one of the, okay, one product of it is that uh, we can be creative people, mm-hmm. so that's why we keep it up. Yep. It's been rewarded. Mm-hmm. It's been lauded. Yes. And then the other side seems to be, if I wasn't so worried about lulls or people thinking about what I'm wearing, or, or not even what I'm wearing, but like what I'm doing, what I'm saying, Yeah. Uh, a big one for me is, am I going to remember everyone's name? Oh, yeah. That is horrible for me. Oh, my God. Terrifying. Terrifying. Uh, and, and even just seeing someone that you don't... Yeah, the guy, how about the, the? This is the worst part of that. Nice to meet you versus nice to see you. Always say see you. And yeah, everyone see, knows what I'm up to. Yep. But see, that's the thing. I feel like when I say see you, that leads to more. Then they that that leads to more conversation, and uh, <laughs> inevitably, I will be caught that I yeah. don't know their name. Yes. yes so yes. I I oftentimes go neither. And what I, do you say? I just go hey. <laughs> <laughs> really long hey. <laughs> And let them pick it up <laughs> in the middle. You put it in their court. Uh, yeah, the ball in your hey. court, whatever you want to do. It's like or for me. Yeah. That is and, so funny. Until they come back. And then it's up to them. And what's then, your move? Exactly. And then they immediately they will, they'll pick it up. But here's what's weird, and maybe it's an L.A. thing. Now when I get a nice to see you, mm-hmm. it depends on how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Different people at different moments in different days. You of know course, what I mean? yeah, you got to play the situation. And but you know, and sometimes I'm talking about me actually. Right? Who am I? Mm-hmm. And someday someone will say, "Nice to see," you, and I'll go, "Have we met?" I can't. I'll just go right oh, for see, it. God bless who that. cares? Yeah, you I'll just go. I'm sorry. I'm terrible with faces and names. Have we met? And it has backfired. Uh, people have been like, "I was, <laughs> I married you, <laughs> or whatever." <laughs> yeah. Or uh, you know, something really embarrassing. But most of the time, people will be like, "No, I'm the same way." Yeah, you know, I. I it's interesting too. Now that we're talking about this, um, it's only you know. I, I, as I think it happened when I moved to LA. To tell you the truth, I, I, I ne- social anxiety, social anxiety in a lot of ways. It, I'm I did you. not have it in New York ever, or before I lived in New York. I mean, I I think it became about the fact that you know everybody kind of here has a hand in what you're doing. Mm. You know, everybody's got their hands in different pots, and like so. The idea of messing up one person's name that you don't recognize, like that could be the guy that's gonna, you know, put you in a movie or, you know, and so that pressure, that consistent pressure of work. That's exactly what it was for me. I went, to, so we're, it's gonna come up a lot because it's what I'm thinking about. We're, okay. we're waiting to hear about this pilot that I did with, uh, with Conan. Right? Yes, uh, with a good friend of mine, Nick Bernstein. I love, oh, Nicky B. Yeah, he kind of was the guy. Oh, who, we like, tried to get you as one of the guests. I, w- I was so gonna do it, but the, the, the show is like ridiculous. I understand. Oh, there's no, there's no but ill Nikki, will. In, in fact, I had forgotten. Nicky B was kind of the guy that got me uh, started. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah, he's the best. He's, he's, li- he's he is a real dude. 
and and the greatest mm-hmm. and couldn't be more supportive. Yeah. You want to talk about support, my ex-wife and stuff. Nikki B will listen to this podcast. Oh, I know he will, yeah. You know what I mean? And and uh, and I don't say this. My agents and managers, they might. Oh, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> probably I, not. I'm, I'm only hedging my bets because yeah. I don't want to shit on them. No, but but, but Nikki B above and beyond, not making ten percent of my income. No, will listen to it yeah. because he's invested in me as a person and, and wants to work and, and is a good guy. Yeah, and I will say that that just from from being in a similar situation with him a couple years ago, it doesn't matter if your pilot will go; he will still listen to this. Of course, because he's know. a general. He's a he like and he probably and he likes you, and that's that's a genuine man, a genuine guy. Yeah. Nikki B, here's to you. Here's to you. <laughs> Um, and Actually, I'll... do you want booze? We have booze. No, oh, God. God. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. So we tried to get you as a guest. You know why I wanted you as a guest? I wanted you, and maybe you will when it's a show. Here, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Lord willing. Um, I wanted you to ruin it. I wanted, I wanted <laughs> I, I, you I to ruin the show because I've seen you do panel before. Yeah, and I'm, I'm Letterman's first guest, Bill Murray, really ruined the show. Yeah, and I said I want to tell Adam that I want him to ruin the show. I would have done that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done that for you. Well, you know, it's interesting. Like, the last time I did Conan, when it was done, and I, the last time I did Conan, I really went hard. Like, uh, um, at, like, I knew the material was going to be, um, dark. And, and, what it, do you, what, what, what do you mean? It was just like, I was doing jokes, like, like, one of my favorite jokes that bombed was I was like, my wife, I was telling him we're gonna have kids thirteen months apart, which is like pretty intense. It's it's you know, that's like Irish twins shit, and uh, <laughs> and it was obviously not planned, and it just happened, and we're, we're making the best of it. And my wife made a joke to me that she said, as soon as this new baby comes, you're you're not gonna touch me until I can get like back on birth control, and and for sure, like and right. and and even then, you will be like under strict you know no touching policy uh-huh. and i was having a hard time telling her that like i'm okay with that <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe that didn't work i know and it like and the audience like well everyone did that thing which is to me better than a laugh which is like Oh, yeah, and I was like, and so after the thing was done, Conan was like, Conan, like in that moment where yeah, he the audio dropped you, yeah, he go, he goes like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, and I said to him because I was still like nervous, you know, and everything, and I was like, yeah, I actually like it when a bit bombs, and he goes, well, then you must have loved this, <laughs> and he was he, he was joking. he was joking because I. I, th- I hope he was joking, but yeah, I, yeah. and I laughed because yeah. I, I felt like I had done a good job, and yeah. I liked that that that's the direction that the joke went. But that's so funny to yeah. me. But I could see that not working. Oh yeah, it did not of work. Course, it did of not course. work. I don't. Okay, the the punchline to the punchline Sorry was that I no 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 it's okay. I was at that store. I, I went to the Conan Christmas party, right? And then I la- I was there maybe ten minutes mm. um, because I, I I talked to the people I wanted to talk to. Yeah. Talked to Nikki B, Got being it. one of them. Yep, and then. Uh, just started doing the math, which I think you're familiar with. Yes. I started going, all right, there's some older guys in suits here. Yes. They're probably from TBS. Right. They might be making the decision on my pilot. Mm. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Like, what? 
what am I going to do? Like, if I knew the play, if I was Ben Schwartz, yeah. maybe I'd go over and we drink sake, and and like, and like they decide right then. They're like, this kid! Yeah, this I love this it. kid! This kid's got it. I was like, I can only see this going like I drank three Cosmos and threw up a, a whole fish. <laughs> I love that. First of all, I love that you ate a whole fish and then drank three Cosmos. Second, <laughs> Cosmos, what are you like? <laughs> a background on Sex in the City? <laughs> Drinking Cosmos. I haven't um, had a Cosmo in a while, but it's not because I don't want one. No, I love. Uh, look, I like a good vodka and cranberry, but all, I I know enough to ask for vodka cran. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the berry, or just even the like Cosmo, like yeah. uh, two Cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Put them in the martini glass, yeah. pal. Well, you know what your problem is. Cosmos what? have come up on the show before. Really, I believe, I believe they have. Vodka cranberry, fine. Look, you're getting the same drink. Right. Here's what you're getting: more juice. Probably okay. Getting a little bit more juice. Okay. Also, you're losing Cointreau. You're okay, losing right. an orange liqueur. Right. Triple sec. If they're being not fancy. Right. Which they're probably not. Here's the worst part. I don't know why this just became an advertisement for Cosmo. Cosmo. Are you have you have a line of Cosmo? I do. <laughs> Ciroc and I have a deal. <laughs> oh man, I would have killed to be on that Ciroc commercial with all those people. Like, it, you know what I'm talking about? Like no. Aaron Paul, and they're all in Vegas, and it's like no. the most like weirdest group of people. It's like <laughs> so... Puff Daddy, Fat Joe, <laughs> uh, the new Apple CEO. It's like Tim no. Cook. You know? No, 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 no. But it's like it's like <laughs> it's like that kind of people, and they're all like, and Aaron. Yeah, and Aaron Breaking Paul Bad. from Breaking Bad, and they're uh, all like cheersing Ciroc, and like we did it. That is just that was Puff's idea. I'm sure oh, I call him course. Puff like he's my friend. Yeah. Here's the main thing you're missing though. Huh. A shake. It's not mm. being shaken, so it's not going to be cold. Well, let me tell you th- what I what I don't like about them is the inherently the martini glass is of my course. least favorite glass. To it drink looks like from. a bikini bottom. No, it, that I don't mind as much as the, <laughs> that. I don't mind as much as the. the there's no way not to spill. Mm. In getting the liquid into your mouth, there's no way. Like even the smallest sip, right? The glass is not I created. It, it, and, and it's funny because it's going to get you fucked up. Yeah, you're it's all gonna, liquor. Yeah, and then it's the hardest thing to drink to, out. and a hold. And and can you imagine? Like it's it's got to be terrible when like a group of girls sends one to the bar and she's got to be like, I'll have four cosmos, and she's got to hold them and yeah. walk them back. Yeah. In that, yeah, this is a spill. As a, as a waiter, I used to have to bring those out, and and the tray, tray would just be wet. Yeah, of course, because there's no way not to. There's no way not to. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. Uh, so I, I mean, I would drink Cosmos all the time. They put them in a rocks glass. <laughs> See, that's the truth. I, it is the truth. But they're pink. I don't. That's care the other about problem. That. I don't care about that. Well, you're also a married man. Why you think? Do you, you really think that it would stop? Oh, this has been coming up on the show. Really, that I don't know why this keeps coming you, up. That that your that your feminine drink would stop the wiles of a. Of an interested female? Do you really think so? <laughs> My theory is no. Right. But I don't think so. Katie says yes. Katie says yes? Really? Here, here's, here, here's the thing. My theory is actually that confidence can supersede that. Yeah. That if you're drinking it, it's like being fat and having your shirt off. You can be confident about it, and everybody relaxes. Oof, that's it. You order, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> you order a Cosmo. No, it's something. It's a, it's a subtle back posture yeah. that I've yet to learn. Still uncomfortable topless. Yeah. Uh, oh, you, God. Uh, the worst? The worst. Swam with a t-shirt on until I was 18. Oh, 13. <laughs> Hit it. Yeah, no. I have, well, I have fat boy nipples. You know what those are? You no, know fat tell boy me nip- what, I, Are they puffy? Yeah, they're puffy, and the nipple is like, instead of being sticking out, it looks like an any belly button. <laughs> You know, and it's uh, the fact that both of you are laughing like this, I'm getting very upset. 
thinking, uh, my legs are starting to shake. I'm like, oh my god, this is what I shared too much. Like, fucking no, yeah. This is great. I can't. I can't make you. How can I make you feel more together with me and comfortable? <laughs> I don't know. I I, I have fat. moles all over my back. It oh, looks yeah. like the night sky. Oh yeah, my my back hair has grown into wings. I have like two. <laughs> I'm like some kind of weird Jewish angel. With, like, <laughs> It's just two two patches of back hair as wings. Oh my god! It's not a great look. When we do the movie Jewish Angel, we're giving it to Ben Schwartz. <laughs> not, hey, I'll play his fat friend, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Have you had to be topless on the show? Every episode, and it is. Wait, a- you were naked a lot in BFF, which I, also I, w- saw. I was all naked in yeah, BFF. Yeah. yeah. So um, I don't remember seeing Puffy or I, maybe that might be a perceived fat boy nipple. Well, it certainly has gotten better. It certainly has gotten Is better. Is there a surgery? Yes, there was. There, <laughs> yes, I had my a lap bands. I had two st- <laughs> lap bands put in around my nipples. Um, so I can only eat a certain amount or else the lactate. I, I no, they gotten they've gotten better. I, I I started eating healthier recently and working out. And I think they've gotten a little better since then. Are we talking? Are, is this a man boob situation? We've never talked about man boobs. I I I I lean towards man boob. I have you ever YouTubed how to get rid of man boobs? Then, no, then no. yeah. See, I'm worse than you. I then. just started doing I, that was that was a long time ago. I used to be quite fatter, but I'm still not happy with. Well, my, I would say you look slender. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, have you been working out? No. <laughs> I, but you know what? We've already talked about it. Juicing, yeah, yeah I guess fucking it's, juice, it, 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 and that replaces a meal. Um, yeah, or it goes with it. I had eggs and juice this morning. <laughs> Your cleanse is off to a good start. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really killing it. Oh, I, I eating. I was eating really healthy before the, my baby came in, the, and now you eat. Everything has to go out the window, right? Yeah. Well, there's like the the best bit about that I I've ever heard. Obviously, was a Louis C.K. bit about how like when you have kids, you don't you don't eat meals anymore. You just like eat over the sink oh, really yeah. quickly. Uh-huh. And you're just like, I'm coming. And you're like shoving a yeah. pancake in your mouth. That's pretty much I was just is. talking to uh, a comedian also who has kids and I, and I asked him, I don't know if it's our generation or whatever. I asked you how it was. Yeah. And I, I asked him how it was. They also have two kids. They, they're they one that was on the way is now here. Right. And I was like, how's your wife handling it? Yeah. Because he's working and she's not. Yeah. She's like tending to them. Yeah. And he was like, not good. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah, like I feel like our parents' generation was just like, that's oh, great. Cigarette hang out of their mouth. Yeah. You know, there is there definitely is that aspect of it where like we're just more honest about it. I think we're more honest. And I think we're also like, y- you know, the religious aspects and stuff like that about when our parents growing up the the idea was like you had to have kids you know i think religiously especially it was like that's the natural progression of life and i think mm-hmm. our generation has seen that you don't have to oh my god you're right so that when you do it becomes an elective surgery yeah it is an elective i mean it yeah. totally is yeah. elective i mean yeah. how many friends of ours do we have who are just like i'm never gonna have kids and are some yeah. are married some are not most of them yeah and like now now that we that you've decided to have them, mm-hmm. it's as if you've had a surgery that like was botched, and now you're living without for the next eighteen years. That's so funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what it is. It's like it's it's as if you had a bad nose job. Yes, and f- it'll go back. It's funny but, that like, you say that. I was picture- I, I, like you just started wearing a, a ball cap that looked like a green eagle, <laughs> and it has yeah. like those weird chicken that chicken rub red rubbery mustache thing yes. hanging down. And you're like, yeah, I choose to wear. Yeah, this. you're like, yeah, I choose to wear this. And by the way. I got to make sure this thing doesn't die <laughs> all, the, all time. the time and I got to feed it and spend all my money on so it. So let's 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 start. I want to talk about uh, this is, of course, the the most interesting thing. Uh, the baby. I want to I want to hear about that. But oh, no, it's OK. Let's talk about um, your mom. Do you mind? Yeah, no, not at all. Can we, mind. Yes. At, at any point we can sing lightning crashes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm it's right here for a you. lot of therapy. I'm pretty good. Yeah. No, it sounds 
horrible. I'm very close to my mother. Yes. I, I w- called her on the way over here. <laughs> yeah. We had a nice chit-chat. Yes, Please as, go. As I, was, as I was very close to my mother as well. I mean, Jewish first son, Jewish boy, standard, you know. Is that standard? Pretty standard to be like, you know, uh, deified a little bit, you know, uh-huh. prodigal son. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So me and my mom were very close, yeah. Okay, so, uh, and did it come out of nowhere? Nowhere, yeah. It did it? Was, it? Yes. Fuck everything. Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm it, so you know, sorry. It, that's life. You know? How, in what form? Uh, not, um, it was either a heart attack or a brain aneurysm, but there was no autopsy because once it was done, the family was like, you know, what, what's the autopsy going to do? Yeah. What are we going to learn here? So it, and it was, it, it wasn't like anything prolonged. It was like that. So, so it was quick. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. that I, I, it's hard to talk about these things, but I'm no, happy mind. to hear that it was. That it was yeah, like, I don't. I, I I don't mind. I I don't really take solace. It, like you know, some people be like, oh, she didn't suffer, and you're like, right. yeah, yeah, she didn't right. suffer. But like, right. I have nothing to compare it to, so it's just like, you know, that's what it is. So you're this happened when a year ago, a year ago. December. So you're doing the show. Oh yeah, I was I was doing the show. Um, I had happy uh, endings. I was I had, was doing happy endings. Um, How did you get that? <laughs> radio contest. <laughs> I always radio answer radio contest. contest. Yeah. Wait, you get asked that enough that you have All a the funny time. answer? The first um, year on the show. <laughs> no, oh, no. Yeah. I thought I was just doing a callback to my fake networking I, thing. I know, and then I gave you the Holy answer. shit. Yeah, the, the first year of the show, because I was like the least, obviously, like, I'm not famous, you know, and all the people on the show had been kind of like right. in the in the zeitgeist a little bit. And so when you would go to these these mandated events, like, press conferences or Q&As or, or, or TCAs, they would inevitably ask me, like... and Press would ask. Oh, all, they still do. They uh, they still do. And then how did you get the show? Like, because they're like, who the fuck are you? No. And so at first I started answering it honestly, which is just like, you know... Nobody wants to hear you it. No one wants to hear it. So then yeah. I was just like, I want a radio contest. That's so funny. Yeah, it's been printed a couple places. I hope that people believe it. <laughs> that is great. Like Bob Dylan, fake interview <laughs> answers. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. I wish we hadn't talked about it. I wish we had just... Perpetuated let it, let it, it gone, yeah. And like, so you got it from a radio contest. Yeah, I was the 100th caller. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. 99th caller? Uh, <laughs> it was Ben Schwartz. Fuck! <laughs> yeah, we're cool about it, though. Trying cool to think about. of the name Jaleel White. <laughs> no, it was, was Aziz. Was Aziz. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man! <laughs> what number am I? <laughs> oh, no! Let me get this straight. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to be gay? <laughs> No, not gay. <laughs> <laughs> Do people ask about that a lot? Uh, yeah, they're uh, like, "What's it like?" Well, ca- most the mo- the non Cameron one on Modern Family is also straight playing yes, gay. Yes, Stone I- Street. Um, the is that his name? Eric Stone Street. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought his um, name was Stone Street. Jesus, that'd be great. That, and he great looks like name. a stone. Uh, hi, I'm Stone. <laughs> Jesus, <Yeah. laughs> get this man a Cosmo. Um, yeah. <laughs> a real drink. Uh, do you, do you get, only, is this a tired thing? I wasn't even going to ask, but... Uh, no, I mean, uh, uh, the only people that ask it uh, are, like, you know, press, basically. Oh, okay. Like, I don't think anyone cares that... It's a, it's interesting know. to me. When I've gone out for things that are gay, and it's mm-hmm. never it's never been a problem for me, but I have to... You've never gotten... Are we past that? Getting shit for playing a gay guy? I mean, I've gotten shit from it in a loving way from friends. Yes. But you know what I mean? But, 
but yeah, I would say that I would hope that we that we're past it. Have you done any man on man smooching? Oh yeah, quite a bit. Is that right? Yeah, quite okay. a bit. Okay, of course. Yeah, yeah quite I guess a bit. You'd have to. Yeah, quite a bit. I had done some on at UCB beforehand uh, in in stage shows, so I was yeah. pretty. Was that okay. happens a lot, actually. Oh yeah, Ascat and stuff. It's it's a quick sure. way to get like a pretty big response. Yeah, and yeah, it, and it's it and is. it's like an improviser dare. It's like, oh, you're pretending you're my wife and I'm your husband. Yes, and then the crowd is like, oh God, what's gonna happen? Yeah, and then yeah. you know, it, you mow and everyone goes nuts. Yeah, exactly. And you so. get to know what Charlie Sanders tastes like. Oh God, <laughs> uh, yeah, Greek yogurt. <laughs> Saunders. Uh, it's Charlie Saunders. <laughs> uh, did I say Sanders? Okay, fuck it. No, no, I did Sanders. Um, okay, so you're on the show, and then, yeah. uh, so you're working. I was working. Because here's what's crazy. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I don't even want to admit this. My parents are, you know, 70. Right, they're older. They're older. Mm-hmm. So my I call home on Sundays. Right. And this Sunday, my mom called me. Oh, okay. Uh and I didn't get it uh-huh. because I was juicing. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wait, put your move your phone. <laughs> uh, well, I was listening to music because uh, I don't want to hear that motor. Right. Okay, so yeah, and, uh, it's right. my phone. Then I get, I don't know why I answered that I, radio contest. <laughs> so I get in the car and I'm going to call her because it's like a half hour to get here. And yes. I called her and, uh, and I didn't listen to the voicemail. And then I start calling back. This is crazy. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to admit this. And no, I call okay. and I'm like, based on her hello, I'll know if she's calling to tell me some bad news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, so she answers and I go I yell out uh, whatever it is I call her and uh, <laughs> so and then she's happy but it, during the ring I go well if it is bad news and I have to go home for one reason or another mm-hmm. that I don't even want to articulate mm-hmm. because people are superstitious and stupid right, but right, I'm right. thinking something bad has happened yeah. and then I remember in I'm telling you it took half a second and I don't remember giving the order my brain I didn't give the order it was right. involuntary my brain goes that would be devastating yeah um, would cancel the podcast. Right. That's the, it starts. It starts clearing the schedule. It goes. Would get a flight, and then right. it goes. Oh, we wouldn't have to go to that party. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. And and it's crazy. I and now when I'm home, and I've tried this on stage. I bet you'll like this. Yeah. Uh, a bit. When I I'll go home and my parents are old and I can't find them. I've said this on the show before. Yeah. If I go, Dad, and he doesn't answer, I just start looking for a body. Yeah. And I, I like I say that because I hate being alone. Doing that, I hate yes. doing it. And then he walks in, and I look up from the floor, and I'm like, "What's up, big guy? <laughs> You're the big cheese, yeah, big lo- cheese. How you doing, big cheese? Oh, why am I down here? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's just terrifying that the thought of losing my parents is so sad. So yes, here you it's are, devastating. Yeah, and and where? When did you find out? Well, it, it, it it's you know it's it's exactly how you would picture it happening. You know, I had I had shot the show late. Um, we we were we went over. I got home probably around midnight. Went to sleep around one, and at three the phone rang. That and it was my father who told me my mom had passed away. So and I can't believe this is my f- question. You yeah. leave your phone on while you sleep? I do. Well, not on. I mean, I leave it next to the bed. And 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 I it had rang a couple times, and I ignore it. You know because vibrate or ring. Vibrate. I, I don't even. I don't know anybody that still has. Ring. I mean, do you, do you leave <laughs> your phone on ring? ring? I leave ring? my phone on Do Not Disturb all day. Really? Yeah. I just saw that commercial today, and I was like, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know there was a commercial. There's a commercial for Do Not Disturb. I love I Do like, Not Disturb. I, I think I might use that. Because then you just check your phone when you when you have time. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to be great. It's actually improving. I'm sorry to this moving no. story, but it's improving life because if it's on Do Not Disturb most of the time, you know what's gone is those like uh, checking your phone constantly, eating meals, all yeah. that shit that's ruining our lives yes and with do not disturb sorry to make this a do not disturb commercial but if they call twice within three minutes it rings boom 
Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, do Especially that. because when, this will lead to that. But like one of the, the repercussions uh, psychologically from this whole event was that for the first six to eight months, I um, would wake up, you know, I couldn't sleep through the night pretty mm. much because I was my brain would be like something someone's going to call something bad's going to happen it was because like, some because that happened yeah so you had like i had a, a direct response to you it had post traumatic post traumatic stress yeah it, well i mean I, I think it's hard not to I mean that something dramatic happens life altering yes and the exact events the physical events that you going to bed going to bed plugging, in your, plugging phone. your phone all that stuff that that is what you are left with yes. you know what i mean right. to to kind of figure uh, out completely normal how did yeah. you get over it uh just Kind of time? like time and therapy and just kind of being, you know, I try to be as open about it as possible because I don't, I think that it's something that everybody eventually goes through. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you just kind of have to be like, yeah, sucked and yeah. keep going. Yeah. Well, you don't want dust in that room. Keep the windows open. Um, oh, sh- sure, man. <laughs> oh, I just, I didn't know you were savoring my weird uh, comment. I no, no, no. I'm to keep going. No, no, no. I was trying to, like, I was trying to pick up a weird glimpse of it. It's like, that's like reading a fortune cookie that says nothing. <laughs> uh, I just, I look at my divorce as a room, uh-huh. and this dust would be complacency and yeah. not exploring it. Yeah. The more you talk about it, keep the windows open, the room exactly. stays fresh. I, I think that that's important. I okay. think you, you got to kind of, like, let, you got to let the air go in and out. Yeah, okay, there you go. So, um, you got the call, and then and then you book a flight. Um, this it was is back in Jersey. It was it, it, it. I had to go back to Jersey, um, and it was pretty. Uh, yeah, it was instant. It was like my dad. My dad had already like kind of gotten me the information. He was like, "I'm you know mailing it to, emailing it to you right now." So he emailed it to me, and then I bought the ticket. And wait, when uh, he called, yeah. he was saying she had already passed. Yes, yeah. And then he was giving you the information well, for he, what? Well, my wife's. Uh, parents had gone to meet him at the hospital my aunt had met him so that everyone had been kind of working for the last couple hours because remember three o'clock here it's six o'clock in the morning there and she Mm -hmm. had passed at like two in the morning east coast so like there had been a couple hours before they had gotten to me so that Mm -hmm. that every the wheels were in motion as Mm -hmm. to what was supposed to happen meaning like uh like we got to get adam home and all uh that stuff oh wow yeah so okay so then you 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 flew out flew out out, yep the next day that no that I, day that day yeah of course that day I call I had to call production and everything and and tell them that I wasn't going to be in and it was like you know tough everything was tough but it, what was tough you mean their response their to response that? really it, well yeah because it's like the the you forget that like you're a cog in a, in a in a very expensive machine yeah well I, I speaking of T J Miller he yeah. told me a story uh, where he was running late mm-hmm. right and then he got there and he was like well you realize if you didn't make it. Um, the crew and everything. I, I remember the bill for him missing a day of work if he had would have been like a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, at least, yeah. yeah at and least. Th- that wasn't something like like a network show. That was something I forget what he was doing, and he made it. But that was how he like learned. It's a huge thing. Yeah. And this is so you're telling what network? ABC. ABC. Yeah. And the whole crew and the whole staff and everything that they have to stop making a hit show. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I called my the the showrunner Jonathan Groff, who's yeah. Greatest guy, uh, first, first head writer of Conan. Is that right? Yes. Uh, oh, we met. I, I almost wrote on your show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, he's the best. He's, he's great. The, the sweetest guy. Wonderful and man. He and David Cass, the creator, they basically they said they were just like, go, mm-hmm. we'll handle it, which was very nice because usually, you know, sometimes you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So they let me go and, they, and I went home and then I, I did all the stuff that goes along with losing a parent. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I was home for seven days. I did like the Jewish shiva and everything and all that stuff. Seven days. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do the sit. The sit. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. This is my first question. I don't think there is a good way to interview somebody about this. I'm oh, not interviewing. I, We're just I will tell you right now that it's I, it's actually it's fine. Uh, yeah. Fine. yeah. I feel like you're okay. I'm very good. I feel like you're good. Yeah. I'm wondering, are you a crier? I am. So you were able to cry? Yes. I I, I am. I can cry. <laughs> I know a lot. The question is because a lot of our friends probably can't. Yeah. Um, is that is that a thing with us? I would say so. I would say that comedians are cynics at heart and you're always looking at any situation being like, what's the unusual thing that I can observe as opposed to just observing and being in the moment? Yeah. I would say that's probably... And isn't that why we're socially anxious? (laughs) Yes, because you're continually pulling yourself back and being like, well, this is weird, this is weird, this is weird, where like the truth is it's nothing's weird. I was just reading about that. It's it's our thoughts, this idea that we're not our thoughts, and what we need to do is separate ourselves from our thoughts and observe them impartially. I believe that. And not judge them, but be like... But if we can get away, if I can get away from this narrative that I'm constantly encouraging, by the way, by yeah. doing the show, by, <laughs> by doing stand up, by being who you are, by being who I am, yeah. of course, if I could take a time, and that's why I, I do try and do the meditation, and all that sort of stuff to try and be who I really am. And that guy would cry at a funeral. Yes. But this guy, I, last funeral I was at, I was sitting with my father. It was very sad, of course, but I couldn't cry. And I was just like. Where do you think he is right now? What do you th- like? I was talking about afterlife, right? Stuff. And you and, and because and, I just want to get his theories, right? And be, and and also what that tends to do is take your mind off the fact that there's a loss, and it, it you believe that you're exploring something else where you can't instead right. of feeling the right. exact emotion of loss, right. you start to then move away from that to ponder what's next. Yes. When the truth is what you're what you're really feeling is a fear of exploring the yes. emotion of loss. Yes. And death specifically is very, very hard for me. I woke up this morning uh-huh. and was very anxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I woke up at like eight and I went, I went to bed, back to bed for like four hours, like I told you. God bless. That sounds I, amazing. It was, it was great. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I told myself, I lied to myself. I was like, it'll just be like an hour or something. Oh, and I, I love just, those lies. I I miss, <laughs> I, I, your story is bringing back such fondness for me. <laughs> I, I know. I'm sorry. I feel I want that. <laughs> I want I that. I got back into that bed and slept for four more hours. Uh, but I woke up and I couldn't go back to sleep until I, because I was afraid specifically of death. And I'm not really? proud of that. Um, and I started looking, somehow I ended up, you know what it was, was I was looking up an old show and we're going to get back to your story. Oh no, I like the, I like the, the the little breaks. It's a nice pace. (laughs) (laughs) I looked up an old children's book. Mm -hmm. I woke up and I was like, I've been meaning, I keep having these images of this book, uh, where this rabbit and this otter go, uh, fishing. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, we live in a time where I can just type in rabbit, otter, fishing, children's book book, and it'll come up and it came up and it was something, blah, blah, the wondrous life of JB rabbit or something. And then I bought that. Because I I have no one to love. Because <laughs> you have the disposable income. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I just I just hit buy it now. Yeah. And it's on the way. Mm. I'm gonna have that book and I'll read it and I'll feel nostalgic and it'll be nice. And yeah. I was like, maybe I'll frame a picture from it. Anyway, oh, that, that is nice. It's kind of fun. Yeah. It, it'll bring me back to the childhood. Yeah. That I'm still living <laughs> as I go back <laughs> as, to bed. Says for the four guy hours. who slept till twelve. <laughs> yeah. Twelve thirty. Oh, I. But then the book it suggests to me because uh-huh. Amazon knows me goes. Um, Proof of Heaven, and I hit that book and instantly bought it, 
It's on mm-hmm. my phone because it's about this uh, neurologist, this neurosurgeon uh, mm-hmm. who has a near-death experience. And reading, just reading the description and, and the praise for it or whatever calmed me down enough. Again, not proud of this death anxiety, by the mm-hmm. way. Not proud of it. Working on it. Mm-hmm. Trying to be at peace with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that and then uh, calmed me down and enabled me to sleep and calmed my fear of death. And also thinking of – you talk about your dumb, dumb cousins. Mm-hmm. I started thinking of dummies I know mm-hmm. that are going to die, yeah. which is all of them. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that knucklehead's going to die. Oh, I, I I can handle it if that fucking if <laughs> yeah. fucking J- Jimmy Cheeto fingers is yeah. gonna die. I can handle it totally, and that calmed me down. Well, that's um, a very angry thought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you think so? A little bit. I mean, there is a sense of like you know what, what the only way that you could calm yourself down was to know that um, the uh, horrifying experience that you're afraid of will happen to people you don't like, and they have to deal with it too. And they'll do. Yeah. Here's what I hate about death. Mm-hmm. Is that you do it alone? If you and I died at the exact same moment, right? Uh, there would be a shared. Yeah, if somehow we could be in a death capsule and we do it together, right? And if there is some sort of after thing we figured out together, it's just really scary to me uh, to do it alone. Yeah. I, I've, I've uh, often thought hell wouldn't be so bad if we got a break every hour to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, and be like these fucking bats are eating my balls, yeah. but then my balls keep growing back and then they eat them again. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. I just don't like being alone. Switch with me. Hey, switch- <laughs> <laughs> Switch corners. Why? What do you do? I just, I'm getting burned over here real bad, and like I, I, mean, I know what you're going through. Stuff. Let's just switch. <laughs> I just need some variety. I just need someone to spice it up. You know, and this, then ain't, this ain't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the guy who wants to switch but won't tell you what his thing is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get away. It's not that it's bad. It's not bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. You know, try it. You might like it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not here to tell you for, what you like for eternal for me, torment. For me, it's literal hell. But you might like it. You might like it. Let me go sit over there. <laughs> Let me have your corner. We only got 15 more minutes on this break. Please wrap, <laughs> wrap this up. 15 minutes is a long break for hell. <laughs> wow, hell is really actually nice very nice. I don't get 15 minutes at my job. <laughs> I'm on TV. <laughs> you got an hour of torture, 15 minutes to talk about That's it. It's not bad. It's- not a bad deal. The eternal optimist. I think a guy I saw, in hell. I think I saw a real sex like that. <laughs> it's like an hour of like a weird fat nipple clamped orgy, and then yes. they like take fifteen minutes to go outside. And be like, Whoa. Of course, you need to refuel. Yeah. refuel. Get yeah. some band aids. Uh, okay, so that was fear of death. I'm sorry. I don't know how I managed to interject my own fear into your story, but you go to a funeral and you're able to cry. You're able to some, feel I, the grief. I mean, yeah. I mean, like it. I think it all depends, but. At this one, or yes. the one of my mother, yes, I was very able to cry. How many brothers and sisters? I have two younger sisters. Two younger sisters. Yes. And your dad is still and My dad is still around, yeah. And hard for everybody, I'm imagining. Is everybody losing it? It was tough. It, it was tough, especially because uh, there's a history in in my family. My, my parents met when they were 15. Oh, God. And they were high, sc- they were high school sweethearts. And um, my wife and I met in high school. Shut up. And then, and then got back together later in life. And so there was... There's, you know, there's a lot of stuff, you yeah, know, man. that like it was just like this one thing happens and then everything's like, whoa. It, it applies to everything. Yeah, it applies to everything. I, I've noticed that when you're at a funeral, you kind of – it's in our brain. It's in our survival brain mm-hmm. to com- compare the person who passed to whoever is most like that person. Sure, yeah. So here's your mom and that is your portal into this world. Right. So that's how you got here. Yeah. Um, that alone is, is is horribly tragic, and then yeah. this parallel to your fiance. Y- yes, it was de- it was tough. I mean, there, there was a definite parallel to also my my life 
almost exactly because you're like, well, you know, my parents had this gray marriage, three kids and, and everybody, and then just like that, it's over. So you're like, you know, and it, and it was over young. Uh-huh. So, which is a history in my family. So like immediately you start to, you know, you're like, well, I'm, I'm next. Right. I gotta be next, you right. know, because, and I'm 30 now and my mom was only like 50, 55. Shut so up. there was like, yeah. So you're like, well, that's, you, you know, and her dad died when he was 40 from, from heart disease. So it's like, you're almost, that. that's the first thing that went through my head is like, I'm, I'm probably not long for this world because just genetically, you know, so you, you, whether that's true or not, I, you know, yeah. on what I hope, I hope it's not, but whatever, uh, you, th- those are the thoughts inherently like that, that those are the things that come up because you're right. faced with that. It's right in your face. You know? Well, when you said, why do the autopsy? I was like to determine the genetic probability of you dying in this. Moment. Well, my dad, my dad is a doctor. And so my dad, my dad made the call and we all went with it. And I think he was just like, I think he was, he was basically like, it sounds like you already have a lot of genetic information. Yeah, we, we do. And I think in his head, he was like the, it happened so quickly and it was determined right away that it was either or one of these things. If it was an embolism or an aneurysm, basically something popped, you know, that we need to live. Mm -hmm. And so like what he's, he was like, what, what are we going to do? You know, get some information that tells you, like, I really hope that doesn't happen again. You know, like, right, right, right. So you just kind of, and he was very smart and wise at that point to be like that. That's not the thing that is upsetting. You know, mm-hmm. what's upsetting is the loss, not the how it happened. It was he? It sounds like he was a strong guy. A he strong is a very person. strong guy. Yeah, he's a very very strong guy. And it yeah. sounds like you talk to him. I do. I do talk to him. Yeah, I, I mean, like I you communicate and did we you do. Think- we have a very. We have a very healthy. My whole family is very healthy uh, discourse. Yeah, you know, so which is we've learned on the show. Often the Jewish families tend to have that debate. Yes, children um, being viewed as adults a little bit more readily. Yeah, I know. There's also the stereotype of the babying and the and the mom. I'm a grown person now. Everybody has that. But then, like when I, you know, have hung out with my Jewish friends at their houses, there is that open discourse. And even in something like this, I'm interested. So your father's wife dies, your mother, Mm. and it sounds like. In my situation, I, it would all be boiled down to fortune cookies that don't mean anything. Yeah. We would just be like, what are you going to do? It is what it is. She was a saint. And yes. then we'd be done with it. Yes. But it sounds like maybe you talked about it. Well, it, it, I think that the, <clears throat> the circumstances, because it was so strange, you know, uh, my my parents together were in L.A. about a week before buying baby furniture hmm. for my son, who was going to be there in like three weeks. So. Hmm. The turn of events was so quick that there was no, you couldn't just put it away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you, you had to go to the next phase immediately, which is new life mm-hmm. coming in. Mm-hmm. So it was like there was no place to put it. Everybody was dealing with the same thing, and and, and I think if you didn't acknowledge, there was no way not to acknowledge it, right? You know, and still there's no way not to acknowledge it. That's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, is there part of you? <sighs> You, 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 you saw them, yeah. you know, like you off, I'll do that like morbid math. Yeah. I, I do the morbid math of the last thing I say to my parents oh, when I get course. off the phone with them. Yeah. That, you, you, I did all that. You know, you, you do all that. Like the, it was, you know, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye and all that stuff. But, but what I, what, what I take from it is that a lot of that, you know, you got to be really confident in your, in the relationship that you have with people that you love is what I took from it because 
though I didn't get to say goodbye and there was no quote unquote closure. I, I, kn- I knew my mother and I know that she was proud of me and loved me and, mm-hmm. and that was enough. Yeah. You know, that the rest of it didn't matter. That you have to have like a living goodbye. I'm not trying to trivialize what you're saying, but there needs yes. to be an understanding and open communication. Yeah. So that hopefully when things that we can't prevent happen. Yeah, that you can go on without ha- being like, because I, I have seen people be like, you know, people in my family dealing with the loss being like, oh, I didn't get to do this. I didn't get to do this. Right. And the truth is like, yeah, that's upsetting. But what's really upsetting is just that that person's not there. Right, and so and everything else is just stemming from that. It's brilliant the way you're 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 facing it head on because my thing was like, oh, she didn't get to see the birth of your son, yeah, right? and mm-hmm. then you're like, but really, you're kind of changing the topic, like a little you, bit. You're, you really should be putting it right. What did happen, right? And it's in ink. It's on the paper. Yeah, she died here, and that's sad. And that yeah. would have been sad if it happened after she met your son. Exactly. Before it just is. Sad and it's something to meditate on. Yes, and I and and that's that's kind of how I I focus it, especially because one of the things that I wanted that I really wanted to do was like I was nervous. I didn't want my son to be born into this like shit mix, you know, of like my family was a mess and everybody yeah. was upset, and yeah. so I worked really really hard to separate the two events. Yes. Um, well, I was thinking when it was, when your son was born, it must have been hard for even your wife to kind of ingest that reality. She's incubating a baby. It was it was crazy. It and was, then it she was learned like, this. Yeah, it was it was crazy, and there wasn't even time to um, like learn it because yeah. you know it happened. I went home for seven days, and also you know my wife was eight and a half months pregnant when my mom died. So while I was home doing all the stuff like taking care of the funeral and everything i was worried that my wife was going to go into labor yeah and i'd have to go back so there was you know when i did get back and we we had a little we had a couple days to separate i really wanted to make sure that like you know the birth was one thing and that is happy and you have to kind of be there be there and follow through on that and make sure that it is a happy you know time Mm -hmm. and the rest and and the death is sad, so you kind of have to make sure that that, as much as you can, doesn't bleed into mm-hmm. the what's going on. To rob, to rob, yeah, because it would joy. be, yeah, it would be robbing, you know, because he doesn't. It's not his. It's not my son's fault that this right. happened. You know, isn't it weird that that is the kind of maybe not the ultimate expression, but a real expression of how the the husband has to prioritize the wife over over the mother. Yes, which and is it was, kind of a theme. It was the first. And- it was the first time. That I had to do that because up until then, even when you're married without a kid, you're just young. You're just like, you yeah. know, and my wife and I, we were young and living out here and we were, you know. How long have you been married before she got pregnant? Uh, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were, and those were the best three years ever. Hmm. Uh, not to make my son feel, if my son ever listened to this, he'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, it's like that Paul but, Simon song. Yeah. Go, before you were born, dude, when life was great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is that. I mean, it is that you're, you're. But that's why that's why we started by saying the sacrifice. Yes, you know and that, that's what it is. And so, and that's going to burn into uh, a love for him and, and you. Oh, it already is, has. It already has. I'm I not mean, trying to make. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to not do. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it, it already has um, in in a lot of ways. Um, but the the actual like, you know, it it's it's just a whole lot of stuff that's like intertwined. Yeah, it's it's you know? incredible. It's a lot. It's a lot. God, I just had the thought that it would be a good movie, and and we've been in this town too long. Yeah, you know, I hear 
See, I, I say go with your first instinct. It probably would be a cool movie. It would be a great movie. It's, it's in that vi- – well, you know, I never would have said it to Kumail, uh, but, you know, that would be a great movie. It's a story of him and Emily being she, – she was sick yes, and all this sort of stuff. yeah, yeah. So I do hear this, and the reason – I'm not – it wasn't for money. It was because I'm being moved by the story. No, and I, and I appreciate that. And that. That goes back to one of the things we were talking about before also, which is like when I hear friends say that, I still – I like to take that as a compliment. Like I, I – we do live in this town, and we do make movies yeah, sure. and stories. So, like, right. if you hear something like that, like, yeah, it would be a good movie. There's something to me about taking, and it kind of goes back to myth a little bit, but taking this story, mm-hmm. you realize if this had happened, uh, you know, back in the myth writing times, mm-hmm. uh, we'd here's what would would do the story would have the baby born on the day your mother died. Of course, you know what I mean. Yes. And it would be a moving, timeless tale. Yes, and the baby would have some sort of name. That would be symbolic. We did that anyway. Did you? Yes. My, I, I wasn't trying to trivialize that. No, I was no, saying no. that would be in the story. No, well, that is Jewish religion as well, which I, I it's so weird because I'm not religious, but I had a very Jewish upbringing. My parents were religious, um, and I still do weird things like that. But I, I, I admire that. Uh, I've said this many times uh, about the, the Jewish cultural side of the faith, the incorporating of the religion as just something you did. So this being one of the things, the name of the baby. The name of the baby, yeah. We, we had had a name picked out. And then when my mom died, what you do in Jewish religion is you name after the first letter, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, my mom's name was Karen. My son's name is Cole, which is, again, I was just talking about this with someone the other day. Again, like that, that is another example of like how you have to balance the two things because um, my son is literally named for my mother. So every time you say my, I say my son's name, some part of your brain. Yep. You know, we could put you in a CAT scan and the mom area of your brain lights up. Of course, because yeah. you say that. And so like that is so interesting to me that that the religion made it. It didn't make it. We chose. But like that is what they want you to do. Mm-hmm. And I st- it's like it's it's again, it's like you leave that door open. The religion is telling you, like, leave that door open so that it's oh, the fluid, dust thing, so yeah. that it's fluid. Yeah. You know, like face it, face it. Got it. You got it every day. Well, realize. Jews had it was it's it's more of a Christian thing. This isn't my home. I'm just passing through. The Jews, in my interpretation okay. of what I've read uh-huh. of the Talmud, <laughs> is which is quite a bit is 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 that this is our this is our earth. Like, right. We're here mm-hmm. for a reason. Yeah. And we're going to it, it, the focus on family being huge, lineage being huge, mm-hmm. nationality being huge, and and also uh, not not putting things off. Not being like, I'm going to see my mother later, necessarily, mm-hmm. which is what my white bread people would tell you. Right. Uh, which is a lovely story, too. I downloaded this book this morning. <laughs> but that they're saying, you're, uh, yes, it is a lovely idea. Yeah. And I'm not here to rob anybody of that idea. But no, me either. But it is a lovely uh, story. It is a lovely story. And it's a good story. Yeah. And it helped me go to sleep this morning. No, and, and I... And but I, you're, so they're saying, feel the pain and have your, your son create a type of life. For your for your mother exactly her, for her memory for her memory yes the part of your brain devoted to your mother who yes. you knew who you came out of yes continues to live on even yeah. though a certain set of organs stop working yes and I and I was named for her father who died young as well when she died when my mom was I guess fifteen um, and people in my family growing up oftentimes equated me to him right 
you and know. and when you look like somebody, yeah, and I look, yeah, of course, yeah. When you're, oh, you look just like like I've been told. I don't know if I've been. My, I think my brother looks like my grandfather, who I never met. So like that's this thing, yeah, yeah that misty eyed sort mm-hmm. of Christmas cocktail thing where you're like, you look just like your mother. Yeah. She would have loved you today, motherfucker. Today I was on the phone and my father. We were talking about I was ta- having a moment of gratitude with my dad. Different kinds of dads. You get yeah. sports watching dad who's not really into it, and sometimes of you get course. sports watching dad who wants to talk. Right. And I was talking to him and I was like, yeah, dad, I'm under a lot of stress because we're waiting here about the pilot because right. that's what they always ask about. And, he, and he's like – and then we started to talk. I, instead of – because I have no control over that, I started to be grateful over the series of random events that took place to get where I am. Okay. And he was like uh, – he started talking about how that was Providence and how – and then he threw in – he actually I, – I remember kind of laughing to myself that they were kind of conflicting things. He was like, not really. He goes, well, it's destiny is mm-hmm. what he says. And that's mm-hmm. a very nice thing to hear your father say. Yes. And then he goes, and it's your father. It's your mother and – it's my mother and father watching. And he goes from – this was his quote, from the big blue sky. <laughs> He, watching you and rooting for you. It's like you. the end of Star Wars. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and you know what? There was a time recently after my crisis of faith, I would have been like, bullshit. And then there would have been a time way before that when I would have been like, that's literally true. Right. That's literally true. I believe that. And now I'd like to say I'm in a place where I'm just like moved by the story, mm-hmm. allow it to light up a part of my brain. and But it, it, just, it just goes, now my... Uh, success in this area mm. became a way for my father to pay homage and remember his dead parents who I never right, met. Right. So that's the that's that's our weird goy way of <laughs> keeping yeah. people alive. <laughs> my name's Peter because I don't know they saw it. Yeah. Well, box. it's interesting that it's interesting <laughs> that he equates like it's funny that he like your success. Well, he, yeah. He still is like they it's that, did it. Oh, that's yeah, funny. They did it. It's, I didn't feel like he was taking that from me, but that is funny. Well, there's some part. There's some part of it that's like he's not taking it from you, but he's saying that it wouldn't have been possible for you, yes, without their influence in some way. And that is true. You mean genetic? genetic. Or you mean supernatural? I mean both. I mean, I think he's the 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 truth is that genetically it couldn't have happened, but I think he's he's also thinking. Supernatural, right? Like there is. is a little bit of a watching and then presence. Literally, I think we get down to an appreciation when your son, when your son, when Cole does something amazing, right? I guarantee, and hopefully, me for my kids at some point, will probably when I'm like fifty or something. <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> oh God, will be go uh, later, go later. <laughs> will be Hold the off. idea that their success is a little bit you because you'll go. Well, that's me. Yes, like he has. My crippling social anxiety. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, you already start. You, you do that right away anyway. I mean, think, I think all parents, they do that right away. Yes. You know, they're like, of course. He, what goes down to the looks, too? Looks. He looks a lot like me. And um, he, you know, he's musical. People say he's musical. They'll be like, oh, Adam, musical. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it re- the truth is that I don't know if he's musical. He bangs on a drum. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean, Kids but love I banging. but like I get how family will of do course, that. of course. And that uh, this is beautiful. This is really giving me some much needed perspective from this stupid. Town. Oh, good. And I love this conversation. Good. Now, I'm also pleased. I remember in Seinfeld's book, he talks about in the intro, which is the only like not bit. Part yes, of it. yeah, I, I love th- that intro. Sign language. Yes, you know the the oh, intro. I know the intro. I know that book well. That's very funny. Mm-hmm. I remember several things from that intro. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he says before my father passed, mm-hmm. I had the good fortune of him at least seeing me being a comedian, like getting to the right. point where it was on my tax returns. Well, that th- uh, the other thing from that intro that I'm remembering is that a lot of that intro deals with something that you talk about a lot around here, which is the idea of like the comedian being from a, a, a fucked up, like perspective and how Jerry 
Jerry's family life was normal to right. a certain extent. Yes. And he, he rallies against that quite a bit, you know, where people will say, if you're not a comedian, unless you're fucked up, you're, right. you're, you're doing something, you're filling a hole. Well, here you are also saying that you had a good marriage. You came from a good yes. marriage, yeah. which is the, one of the huge, you know, it's not one of the cornerstones. It might be mm. all four of the cornerstones yeah. of a good childhood. Yes. It, um, I came from a good marriage. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time, especially uh, in therapy over the years, you know, ta- fi- finding out why I wanted to do comedy. You know, yeah. I think that's a big uh, recurring um, thing with myself where you're like, why did I do this? So, um, and it does, I, for me, it, I think it's all specific for different comedians or different people. For me, it, it didn't come from parents. Mm-hmm. It didn't come from like needing mom or dad's attention. Um, but so. Where did it come from? Uh, uh, it can't, we moved around a lot. Um, and I was in, it, this is where I've boiled it down to. I don't know if that's, if this is necessarily will end up being what I come to, but where I'm at right now is that we moved around a lot as a kid. My, my, my dad was an actor and, and my parents were in a band together and hmm, what? <laughs> yeah. They were called Pally and Pal and they toured the Catskills. Shut up. <laughs> I'm serious. Pally and Pal. Yep. <clears throat> and, um, and that, what kind of music? Like Bette Midler and Elton John covers, and they would do like banter and and like, shut up. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And they would tour like Kutcher's and all these places in upstate New York and Pennsylvania. Wow. And um, then when I was like eight, my dad quit, and he was like, "I don't want to be an actor anymore. I want to go back to medical school." So he moved the family to Chicago until I was thirteen. What? How old is he at this point? He's thirty. He's 30. Yeah. He's your age. He's my age pretty much now. And he says and no he more two happy kids. endings. He had two kids. I'm going to yeah. be a doctor. Well, I don't think he had – I mean, I don't think he was – I understand he wasn't – in fact, we'll get to that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. the idea – but he was doing not – he was probably striking out. Striking out a lot, yeah. And then he was like, fuck this. I'm going to be a doctor. He's like, I'm not cut out for it. The rejection is too much. I don't want to do it. Yeah. And he had, he had been pre-med in college. So he went back to college, finished up real quick, and then moved us to Chicago <laughs> where he was a doctor. So – you know, that don't was, you have to go to medical school for six years? Well, he had he had been doing that, and then he hurried it at Fordham. Like he was doing uh-huh. nights and days, uh, so he okay. was able to get out quicker when he was thirty. When he was thirty, okay. Um, and then when he finished that up, he got into the University of Chicago. So we moved there, and that that was at age eight that I moved there. So like you, that's a very seminal, like kind of like making friends, socializing way. Yes. So I was the new kid in Chicago. And then right as I had kind of acclimated there and made a bunch of close friends, I was like 13. We moved back to New Jersey. So for a job, he, that's where he opened his practice. Uh huh. So, uh, and that's a really tough age to be the new kid. Yeah. So we moved back there and then I started going to a Jewish school. Someone checked her day school and then, um, as I was saying for my bar mitzvah, I was expelled and um, sent to, went to public school. And so I was a new kid again. Why were you expelled? I, uh, I fought against religion. I had a big like um, religious uh, thing and I kind of flipped out one day. And uh, You mean you, you had a big religious thing, meaning you went against religion? I went against religion. I flipped out and, and um, uh, I guess committed a hate. What would be considered a hate crime now? What? I defaced religious artifacts. Whoa! Yeah, and then they, they did which artifact? It's called tefillin, which is uh, creamy uh, fillin'? a creamy filling. Creamy <laughs> filling. <laughs> it's filling is like a, a leather 
thing that you wrap around your arm and your and and your head. It's it's very religious. Oh, is it? Does it have a, a small piece yes. piece of the the Shema. scripture? Yes, it? yes. And I had decided at this point. It kind of looks like a Monopoly house. Yeah, with no the, roof. Yeah, yeah, no with, room, yeah. yeah. Um, or just a box, really. Yeah, so I guess just a plastic. <laughs> but that box. was some good yes and. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I've been so brainwashed Trade. at this yeah. point. I mean, no, you can't. There's not a no that's in why my I'm body. So comfortable throwing <laughs> these terrible bits. Yeah, at you. I'm, I'm basically a liar at this yeah. point. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks, uh, UCB. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so uh, I just said I didn't want to do it. I so didn't. what did you do to deface these things? Well, and the, where did this come from? I don't – you know, I just didn't like wearing it. I felt that I was like – Oh, to, you had to wear it. Yes. We all had to wear it in, in Solomon Schechter. And I had decided at a young age, at, at 13, that I, that I was not religious and mm-hmm. that I would just go into the school because my parents made me. And I would learn about religion, but I, I did not believe in it. I, I thought it was stories and I, and I was like, you know, didn't – I just – you got that at 13? Yeah. Well, because Jews... They, I'm just getting it. <laughs> <laughs> the Jews... Well, Jews shove the Holocaust down your throat really young. You know, that's like the first thing that they go at with mm-hmm. us. It's like, you know, six million of you were killed. And I think, I think like that... I read a lot of Holocaust material at a young age, and I was just like, had decided that, you know... It, and it, I didn't even know the science aspect at this point in my life. I had just decided that at that point in time, it was all bullshit. <laughs> And um, the Holocaust, the sadness of the Holocaust being yes. your debate, being like, how could God how could that happen? This? Yeah, it's like it, it, my, that was my basic theory was like, you know, and I know all the stuff about like Elie Wiesel and yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. there, you know, you can't not believe in God and all that stuff. But still, at that young age, I was like, this this is bullshit. And uh, I, but it was an angry bullshit. Oh, I was very angry. It wasn't like this is bullshit, and it helps us understand where we came from. It's like fuck you for lying to me, and uh, fuck you for lying for me, and then making me do weird box weird box hats, and because you're 13, yeah, and it's not like fucking Will Smith can't wear your jacket inside out. No, kind of wear it to the side or something. You couldn't like tilt it, (laughs) yeah, or like or like wear it around your face. He wears it cool. cool. He wears it cool. (laughs) All right, I love that. Carlton wore it normal. Yeah. I know. I love that episode too. Uh, that show is great. Great show. Um, so yeah. So I they they put me in a room for a week with like the head rabbi and I, what did you do to the thing? I he went to the bathroom and we had gotten into a debate previous about wearing about why to wear it, to which ended with me screaming that it was unfair. He went to the bathroom and and I tied it to a pipe. There was like an exposed uh, pipe and I tied it to it and I was like swinging back and forth on it when he came back, like a real like. Like I lost it. Whoa! You know? Whoa! And uh, and that was it. So it's a load bearing religious article. It was a lo- <laughs> yes. It was. I didn't. I can't believe it held you up. It didn't really. I mean, I was like, I was like, kind of on the chair standing. I understand. Just, like, but it was a huge, a huge rebellion. Huge rebellion against huge your teacher. Yes, and he enormous. came in and probably flipped out. He flipped out, and they called security, and they you did know, he yell in Yiddish or was it regular? I call, uh, I call English. He right was now. like, oh, I have all this Michigas to deal with now. Uh, no, he was. I think he he was stunned at first because it was like it was, it was a crazy. It must have been crazy to see. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who does this? Who does this? You know, and and it was the, the equivalent of like a monkey smearing shit. Yeah, but I actually thought you were going to do something worse. You no, didn't piss off. No, I didn't something. do. No, I kept it cool on that level. Yeah, but I was screaming nonsensical things. Um, yeah, specifically Steve, titles of Steven Spielberg movies because. Um, I had read his autobiography that he uh, was not religious, but but um, uh-huh. he gave a lot of money to Israel, to Israel and stuff, and, uh-huh. and 
So I was like, part of my thesis statement was that you can be a good quote unquote Jew without being religious. So he came in and I was like screaming titles of Spielberg movies. That is. It was, so it must have looked like I was having a psychotic break. And these days, that would be your defense. I mean, there's I no, would have pleaded insanity. Yeah, there's no yeah. parent that wouldn't figure that loophole out and be mm-hmm. like, "Well, he ate some sugar." And yeah, and my episode. mom, you know, my parents. I got to say, they were like, they took that very. It, most parents would be like, "You're grounded." Yeah, but my parents were just immediately like understood, and they they were like, "You're going, you're going to public school." Really? Yeah. God love them. Yeah, they were great. They May were the um, Jewish God love them. Yeah, amazing. Um, but then I was the new kid in public school again, so it kind of backfired. Yeah. Um, and then I had to like... And were you happy when they were like, get out of that school? Yes. Okay. I was I was thrilled. But I then you got to, to new public school. And then I got to new public school. And you're still wearing the box. For, uh, <laughs> now you want to. <laughs> now I like it. Now it's, <laughs> now it's fashion forward. Um, uh, but now you, for the third time. The now. third time within like a, a small group of, of years. But you're learning. You're getting a crash course like your father at Fordham. You're getting a crash course in uh, aggressive social skills. Yes. And also, you know, as you're the new kid, you learn that like the number one way to be acclimated is to like be funny. Right. And so that's kind of how I think it. Also, were you evolved. doughy? I was very doughy. Yeah. Oh my, almost like disgust. I mean, yeah, Fatboy Nevels. Like really badly doughy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, as, as was I. I was mm-hmm. a doughy little guy. Yeah. I think I still see myself as that kid. Interesting. We've <laughs> yeah. been talking about that a lot lately. I don't think I – it's funny how these – well, it's just what's going on in my brain. And yeah, yeah. going to bounce it off this wall. Uh, the idea of self-love and, has been coming up a lot and, and like what you think when you look in the mirror. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of people look in the mirror and think like I'm still that doughy kid. Oh, yeah. Which is weird because, I mean, you're on the show. You must be – I bet uh, I bet the ladies like you. I bet you're Adam palatable to them. I do I do okay. You're like in the fandom. In the fan, in, in that – yeah, yeah. I do okay. Yeah. I do okay. So that um, doesn't get through. See, I guess that's the point, isn't it? It, it has to start. And this is where I'll, I'll give you the tip. You have like, ugh. I'm fighting against my better judgment to say things like this. But when I look in the mirror, I think good looking son of a bitch. I think it's kind of funny. Yeah. But it's also affirming. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. There are times I look in the mirror and I'm like, you look like a golden retriever with Down syndrome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I still say good looking son of a yeah. bitch. And it helps. Good and for it helps. you. And yeah. I, well, there's a, there's a real science to it. And I would encourage you to do the same. I, you know, now I might now um, because I still. First no one of all, will know. First of all. First of all. Looking in the mirror now is is changed. That that the relationship with myself in the mirror has changed completely after doing three years of television. Because you, like, I used to look in the mirror and kind of, you know, fix my hair and be like, "Does this look? Does this look good? Am yeah. I, you know, yeah. is this good looking? This could be more good looking. You know, I'll style it this way, style it that way." <laughs> yeah. And then after after sitting in a chair every day and like looking at yourself, you're you mean while you're getting your makeup. while you're getting your makeup done, and then the whole end result of the show is looking at yourself. I mean that's what your goal is, you know. It's like not only to look at yourself but to have other people look at you. Yeah. My now, I walk by the mirror and I'm almost disgusted. I'm like. I'm like oh, God. too much you. Yeah, it's like I don't even want to look at what I'm wearing. I, I don't want to look at what I'm wearing. I don't want to look. At, I, I find that my uh, wardrobe has gone downhill. <laughs> like mm. I, I don't wear nice clothes that much anymore. <laughs> I've found that I and it, and I don't think it's as much self worth. It's just like you're exhausted from your own too much your yeah. own self. You're yeah. like my job is myself. Yes, 
inherently, and that is so unhealthy. Yeah. Well, you know what's weird is that as I as I was thinking about that, I was like, I, you know, there are so many celebrity douchebags. I believe that look in the mirror and think, "Good looking son of a bitch," and I'm like, maybe they should stop. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like, some of them. Yeah. I'm trying to help regular <laughs> regular folk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because it's hard. It's, it's hard. A lot of these things, like uh, just be yourself and and be confident and all that stuff, can be taken to a, a grotesque way. So you're getting way too much you. You're being seen too I feel, much. I feel that I that it's too much me. For myself, it's too much me. And and and, and you have a kid. You and have, I have a kid. Yeah. So and that doesn't have... mean. And that doesn't mean that I'm like, oh god. I, I hope it's not coming across like, oh god, I'm I'm everywhere. No. Because I don't no, I don't no, feel no. that way at all. It's just that in my life, I'm everywhere. Like right. Everything I do. And and I've created that, and I want it, and I want it to get bigger. But, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. an interesting, yeah, you know, conundrum. But but yeah, it's like too much me to look in the mirror and and invest anymore. Yeah, this guy again. Yeah, here we go again. Got to pull it together for this party. You know, really? is this party? Yeah. yeah. So the success, the show is a success, right? It's so funny. Anyone else? Would say yes, you know what I mean. Like we're in the town, and you know the numbers. Yes, yeah, I guess so. so. You're like, well, our lead in is, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess so. It's a success here. It's a success because it's on TV, and it's been on TV for three years, and that's right. like the ultimate. Like, who thought that that would happen? So. To you, that's a success. Yes. That's what for sixty some odd episodes. Fifty seven will be fifty seven episodes. Yeah, and you're in all of them. Yeah. Yes. That's a yeah. fuck ton. That's a lot of episodes. That's a yeah. lot. And it, isn't it weird? But then like. Even there, you're not really giving yourself the permission, man, maybe you shouldn't, I don't know, to be like, it's a success, like I'm a success. Yes. I think that that is both my own, you know, as we were talking about before and appropriateness, that this is another thing that, that has come up a lot for me lately is like um, self, uh, I'm so on edge, like the, the idea of a humble brag or the, the idea of someone uh, misconstruing my own gratification in 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 success yes. is so horrifying to me on on some level that anyone would, would think that about me mm-hmm. that I can't even let myself say to you right now. Yeah, we've been on TV for a lot of episodes. Part of me wants to say to you, well, it's not that much, you know. It's right. like it's you want to remain an underdog and just like yeah, or not even an other. underdog, which is I'm afraid that someone would hear this hmm. and be like. Can you hear how happy he is with himself? Like that, yeah. like here, that would cripple me if I heard that. You See know? again, like I'm all for humility. <laughs> oh, it's, and it's not, <laughs> I am. It's but... not humility. It's not humility because I'm. I am not a humble person. Like right. I. So it's a weird thing, but I. I'm. A, I think I'm afraid to be seen as not a humble person. Yes. Okay. We, Does that make sense? I get no. Yeah, you're talking. We're on the same ballpark bench. <laughs> like my humbleness is <laughs> is completely fake, and I know that. Yeah. So why not? I don't want to. You won't become a. Do- this is something my therapist tells me all the time. Yeah. He says, Pete, you're a nice person. Mm-hmm. You don't have to try to be nice. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm a smart person, but I don't have to like weave in all these fancy words to prove that I'm smart. Like Dennis Miller, I don't have to do that. Right. You are a nice person, and you are a good person as well. Yeah, and it's okay for you to be like fifty, like Adam Pally in New York City at backstage at comics. If I go and my wife is fucking this Italian guy, and then I go, "You're going to do sixty episodes of a show in 2013," you'd be like, "Holy shit, that would be very." I feel like that would be an awesome. So we need to, we need to not. I keep saying robbed, but let's not let ourselves be robbed of these joys. Oh, a complete. I mean, that's that's a big thing to work on. Is by like, a fake humility police I, that doesn't exist. I know, I know. Believe me, and that that <laughs> that siren goes off all the time. And I blow that siren on other people. Do you constantly? Oh no, why? Yeah, I just do. I just like. 
you just do like uh, you feel like for example i'll give you an example i guess you could talk about it on here like the movie this is 40 right sure that's the number one thing i would blow a siren on Tell you me know what I mean? because i would be like where is your humility for, for Judd Avatar, yeah. Where is his humility making the film? Yes. Because? Because it's his kids, his wife. You know, you know what you're reminding life. me of? What? Marin, when he watches me do stand-up, has the same response. Really? And when I, I, I actually... That's interesting. I right? loved This is 40. Uh, and that's not to say... No, no, I, we can do that. And I love... Oh, God. We're in a weird area right now. Okay. But let's stay in it. For me, because I don't know how to articulate this perfectly. The idea is... That sort of when I'm at my best uh-huh. as a stand-up, uh-huh. it's I'm being silly. Right. I'm being self-congratulatory. I was on stage uh, two nights ago at the Improv, and right. I stood up on the stool uh-huh. and said, "I'm hereby giving myself the best crowd work of 2013 <laughs> award for calling this guy a dad from a Pixar movie." Yeah, and just fucking ingesting ego. a huge laugh yeah oozing I, if they didn't Love laugh it. at me i called them dummies yeah and that's a great and i i did a great place a, i did a bit longer because i could tell they didn't like it and mm-hmm. told them i was going to do it longer just a swinging dick mm-hmm. of i'm putting my fucking kids in the movie and my gorgeous wife mm-hmm. and i wrote it and i mm-hmm. directed it and it's four hours long go fuck yourself mm-hmm. that place is a great place mm-hmm. and when i uh, when i see Marin go how is it that this guy, me, can get up there and not be self-conscious. And mm-hmm. you're such a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're goddamn right I'm an idiot. I'm the king of the idiots. You know what I mean? Yes. So I see both. And I, I, I see what you're doing to, to the movie. Well, well, the reason, the reason I'm, I'm using that movie as an example. Sure. Um, but is it jealousy? Or are you like, I wish I could be like... Well, <laughs> um, I, I'm sure that some of it is. You know, I'm sure that some of it is. I th- I'm sure some of it is like, God, I wish I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, but then the other side of it is also um, taste and 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 what you like and and the the things that you like to see portrayed and and the the books and the movies that you like and and that movie specifically to me was less of a movie and more of a the idea that like the narcissistic idea that my life is so interesting that it needs to be exactly put on screen yeah. without any differentiation of the reality. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It doesn't need a dramatic arc. It doesn't need... <laughs> it's the truth. It does, it's the truth. It doesn't need a dramatic arc. The only thing it needs is a better looking version of my dick. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the one thing that he couldn't do is like, he had enough self-humility to be like, I'm ugly enough not to be in this. And and, and I don't mean to say that like, I hope Judd Adapjot does listen to this, right? I'm definitely going to, this is definitely bad. He might listen to this. This is bad for my career. (laughs) (laughs) But the truth is, but but I don't mean it. And and obviously I don't mean that he's ugly. I just mean that that the thought process is No, if he was here, he would laugh at that, of course. Like the thought process is that, is that what's going on with me right now is so interesting that I don't have to do much to it. Right. Uh, you know, and th- and that to me is what is th- where you go. Where's your humility? Right. You know, where is the uh, where is that little voice inside you that's like, hey, that's not is the creative is the creative spearhead is one of them. Mm-hmm. This because gro- look, you're talking about a guy. You're talking to a guy who twice a week for two plus hours talks about what I was anxious about this morning and labels it as entertainment. Yeah. So. One of the gross spearheads on the creativity spear is that swinging dick, that improv, I'm the best crowd work. Sure. 
And that sometimes gets us through the paper to the other side. Of course. Uh, that's not to say I don't wake up early in the morning and go, what the fuck am I doing? And I'm sure Judd is like, what the fuck am I doing? Well, that, at some I think point. that's what I'm asking for. Though, where is the what the fuck am I doing? Where is, where's the other side of well, the Well, that's coin? why people love Marin. Marin's all what the fuck am I doing? Right. Well, and to me, and, to me, and I love, and I, and I love Marin too, but that, but like, that's the, again, like a perfect piece of art is, is, is neither on all, on, I understand way, a little know? bit of balance. But yeah, but you need that. You need the balance to kind of like make it a, a, a real piece, yes. you know, and without or not even a real piece, like a, a well-rounded person. Right. Look, I I love this topic, by the way, because I'm feel like I'm calling myself in my mind on some of my own bullshit. Because here I am trying to encourage people to get to a place. It's like that episode where Bart Simpson. Uh, be like the boy. Albert mm-hmm. Brooks is like, be like the boy because okay. he just loves himself. Uh-huh. And then I'm telling people to love themselves. And then unfortunately, there there could be a downside when we all love ourselves, when we don't have any Marin in us. Yes. Hating ourselves. Yes. Not to say that Mark hates himself. I don't believe he does. No. But I'm just saying he can be the, the good. I'm saying a good representative of an artistic self-hater that turns that into art. Yeah. Uh, we don't want all this. We don't want all me. And honestly, I'm not all me. I'm, yeah. I'm Marin, and Marin's not all Marin. He's me, right? And I, I'm so. So I, I, I well, I think I think like I said before, like that is. I think that we all are both Judds and Marins, and the, yes. the the uh, the perfect. And I think you can't. You gotta forgive yourself for being on either side at any given moment, right? right. And the perfect. I think that if you can uh, know that going through life and these experiences that you that all of us swing to both sides at yes. certain levels of uh, of time where it's like we can either be completely um narcissistic and and think that what we're doing is correct and then we can be paralyzed by the idea right. that what we're doing is wrong right so if you can be if you can be open enough to know that you'll be on both sides of that coin at some time mm-hmm. then you can achieve something and and do something honest and great because i think that it's not honest to present one without the other hmm. it's not an honest it's not a truth it's just it's like a window it's like window dressing right you know what's the what's in the rest of that store right and i felt like this is 40 was like a really really nicely decorated window and you're like but that's not the truth like where's the truth what do you, i i Honestly, it's not even about arguing for the movie. It's like it what the arguing, they're very ugly to each other. Yeah, but yes, but that to me felt like what they like what you were supposed to like that to me felt like what you were supposed to you, see. You felt like you were being manipulated, you're getting a selective interesting fight. Oh, isn't it interesting? Isn't it how- interesting how I need Viagra to fuck and how you will take offense to that? Right. You know what I mean? Isn't well, that interesting? Yes. Whereas the 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 dirtier version, the grittier version, or just the more real, or just version. the more real version yeah. is like, why am I making a movie and putting my kids in it? <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> I mean, because that's the truth, you know. I mean, it, it, it sounds like okay. So there's there's yeah. Go on. It just it's to me, and now now that I've trashed <laughs> one of my heroes' movies, yeah. Um, I uh, I that it, to me it felt like a house with no roof. Four walls and no roof, mm-hmm. you know? Interesting. And I, I see your point. Uh, it sounds like you're in a place where you're a little bit more Marin and less... I, sometimes I can be. Less and Judd. That, sometimes I can be, but sometimes... I mean, oftentimes I think my persona would be Judd. That's I, think, I think people would think of me as that. Think but, People would well, think of me as like why, when I greet you, I'm like, why confident, did you, why yeah. did you leap into my arms? I don't... I You know, that's the... But isn't uh, it the Judd... See, to me... 
my life is a squashing of the Marin. For better or worse, I'm mm. squashing my Marin mm-hmm. and I'm hugging my Judd. Both Judd and Marin could take very big offense that, that, that we're putting them as the head of positivity. Uh, I only care that Judd would be mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's face it. Let's face it. <laughs> we'll keep using Marin. <laughs> oh, let's use me. Yeah, let's use Honestly, P- I didn't want to use me because I didn't want to be too much of a No, dad. no, let's, put, let's, let's use, use me. Uh, okay. So, uh, is squashing the Marin and, and bringing out the the positive Pete, that right. Pete, that just the persona of that guy. And that's my creative place. I was thinking about it today when I was talking to my father mm-hmm. about the, the series of events that led to me uh, possibly getting uh, the, show. the show. Just the opportunity for the show. Mm-hmm. Okay? Forget the outcome, just the opportunity of the show, which is, which is amazing. It's just an honor to be nominated. You know of course. I mean? Of course. <laughs> it, would be, it would be an honor for me to be nominated. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I um, – Made video. One of the things I did was made videos mm-hmm. of myself mm-hmm. that I wrote, that I helped direct and mm-hmm. edit. You know, Oren directs and edits them, but you know, I'm there. Yeah. And uh, and that is, I'm going to say it again. That's Judd. That's me greenlighting my own inner, the narcissistic spearhead of my creativity, and- going like. I fuck you. I'm tired of being bit parts. I'm going to write myself a fucking lead part. I'm in all of them. We're shooting all of them. It was a byproduct of I was tired of getting rejected by the New Yorker. I was tired of people, uh, even though College Humor was very good to me, I was tired Mm -hmm. of them not saying yes to everything I wanted to do. So I was like, fuck everybody. I'm putting my goddamn kids in the movie. And you know know what? And that's great. And and as I'm saying, as we're talking about this, I do feel – you know, the, the, I see that other side. I see the flip sure. side. I think I would forgive it if the movie was better. <laughs> no, I, I and you know what? You I know. didn't even mean to one side that. Uh, that to me is my creative process. Yeah, <laughs> that's very funny. I should have laughed at that, but mm-hmm. I, I don't want you to feel no. It's fine. Attacked. That is my creative process. But then I'm losing. I saw Marin the other night, right? Uh, and he got up and he did this bit about. Uh, a little child being inside of him, mm-hmm. like, and how he acts like he's an alpha, mm-hmm. but he's got this little kid inside right, of him, right. and people look in his eyes and they can see it, sort of thing. Right. And it was so fucking funny. I'm sure. Yeah. And here I am. Go- so I'm in the back, and I didn't have this thought that at the time. I'm having it now, going like, "Fucking a, we can't all be peaty pants." You know what I mean? Yeah. We need dirt, and I love dirt, and I love darkness, and even even strong opinion being like, "I didn't like that movie." It's a house without a roof. I love that. I'm drawn to that. So fuck this. There's not one way, and maybe that movie is is a good example of something that comes through the peaty process. But maybe sometimes we need a different thing. Yeah. Well, and I think also I brought up that movie because it is very like you know I think it's one of the number one debates among among my friends lately is like if you like that movie is that right yeah i think that movie is a big benchmark of like do do can you you know where do you where do you, where do you isn't you know what i said about it hmm. i said recently i i saw it twice mm-hmm. you know they i feel like i should say they gave us the screeners it's not like the matrix and i'm 21 and i'm going to the theater twice, like <laughs> yeah, over yeah, and yeah, over yeah, yeah. No. i have it in my home yeah, and yeah. i watch oh it. god no i'm not gonna watch it with other people uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. but i watched it and um in fact mine was for my consideration was yours for <laughs> <laughs> they sent it, it said, to me and they said, wanted my consideration break it in half when you're done <laughs> yeah it said that i did i did with uh, no problem <laughs> i was happy to do it Happy to do it. <laughs> That's a retelling of your wife joke. <laughs> yeah. That is so perfect. Yeah. Happy to do it. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So fucking funny and pal- palatable. Uh, but I watched it and I said, and you know, now I'm worried Jed will not like this, but it doesn't matter. I loved it and I was like, I didn't care 
that there wasn't, like you were saying, an arc or anything. I just couldn't believe I was laughing alone at a at a comedy. Yes, and you know, I will say, I will say this: that my wife and I watched it together, and we laughed a lot, and we did laugh a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there are some really funny scenes, and 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 the acting is is really good. Yeah. Um, Old Polly Rudd really coming into his Paul, Paul, yeah, finally. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I, I love Paul Rudd. He's he's a hero of mine. Yes. I I uh, emulate him often. Yeah. Um, but the the movie for me still felt, um, just like there wasn't enough. It was like it was. It, it felt like these arguments were being thrown in to because that's what we were supposed to see. You yeah. Know? But it didn't. I never got like I never got the feeling that that family was really in jeopardy, you know. Oh, that you know what's funny? Okay, I was just talking about it yeah. to, last night to somebody, and I I was like, who, I said this to Emily Gordon. I was like, if they're in such trouble, why don't they sell one of their Lexuses? Yeah, I know. You I know mean, what I mean. Or another or, another title of that movie. Someone said could be like walking like. Two white people walking into separate luxury cars. That's really funny. You know, that, and that does jump out to me. And maybe we do pay more attention to that. Here's one. I was like, the framing alone in that house. Oh, I said I was like at least sixty thousand dollars of framing. <laughs> yeah, so many gorgeous beams, custom frames. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm noticing the molding. Oh yeah, the huge fucking fridge. But then here's the thing. I am guilty of the entourage syndrome, meaning mm-hmm. idiots. Me. In line, the idiot, the line marked idiot, yeah. I'm in line. I like watching movies that feature people looking comfortable and living well. Sure. I, I agree with you there. I will use an, a movie that had the same thing that a lot of people didn't like that I really liked, which was It's Complicated. People will still. Who's in that? It's Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin. Didn't see it. Came no, out a yeah, couple okay. years ago. I really like that movie. Uh-huh. I mean, I know it is like old people porn, but I, I, I guess I am an old person at heart. I really loved it, and that movie was criticized top to bottom mm. about wealth and people being comfortable and like mm-hmm. I think one review called uh, it like William Sonoma porn because like yes. you know everything Meryl yes. Streep had was like a beautiful kitchen and everything and I enjoyed watching yeah. her being that but yes. that movie like, not to compare the two but that movie had more more, was, happening. more happening for me yeah. it was there was more going on you know? I actually think yeah it's a it's it's a it's a it's a it's a visceral thing. It's almost like David Lynchy. It's just watching the movie. Yeah. I didn't care. I didn't feel like things were wrapped up at all necessarily. And I didn't they weren't. Think, <laughs> yeah, things weren't wrapped up. Yeah. And I didn't care. I think about that movie. I think about Paul Rudd taking pictures of himself. Yes. I think about Leslie Mann. Uh, that's her name, right? Yes. I always get that name wrong for yeah, some no, no. reason. Yeah. I was thinking about this. I think this is my meaning of life show. Yeah. We got to get to that because that's how we end the show. For sure. But I'm like, I was just thinking about would Leslie Mann do the show? I was like, Judd Apatow did a live episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like, would Leslie do the show? I, I have such a talent crush on her. Oh, I, I mean, love her I, to death. Yeah, talent and real. Oh, oh, oh and God. she's gorgeous. She's, so she's fucking gorgeous, yeah. and she's great in that movie. Terrific. So it's weird that we're talking. Maybe it's not that weird to talk about it. That, that one might be a reach for my God exists in these coincidences bullshit. Well, maybe you could get her. Yeah, she might do it. I bet you she would think about it. She might think has about it. Has she done any other podcasts? That's my only in. Really? Is that I don't think she does them. I don't think she's burned out on them. <laughs> That's my only in. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe uh, you know, send her send her a copy of that hour special you're putting together. Uh, that would 
be so Over obnoxious. A tight hour. <laughs> Why don't I just make a fake radio contest? Yeah. Make her <laughs> yeah. play it. She calls. You know what? I think that after Judd hears that we have a Judd and I probably end up being pretty tight. Why don't I give her a call? <laughs> <laughs> I there's zero point zero chance that he would have any problem with you. I don't think so. I think that I would I think I've presented my points of in, in a real in a, and tastefully and uh, respectfully. Yes, and, and obviously he's a great he's a great filmmaker. Here's a thing that somebody uh, a friend of mine said to me. She said that she loved it mm-hmm. and she said and I and, and why? I said, Why did you love it? And I was telling her that I liked it as well. And she was like, I love it because I'm obsessed with that family. What does she mean? She means Judd's family. Yeah, she doesn't mean the fictional family. Not the fictional family. Mm-mm. And neither am I. Well, and was... Dave Rath is my manager and they're friends. And he was telling me that like those lines, a lot of those lines, like you, you've been weird ever since – you've been this way ever since your body got weird and stuff yeah. are pulled from their real stuff. So it, it's like a merging of reality television yes, I was keeping say, up with the appetite. There is – yeah, there is a Kardashian aspect to that yeah. movie that yeah. I think um, – what bothered me is that there's no acknowledgement to that. Yeah. It's like watching a reality show. It's like watching like, you know, uh, one of the main problems with all reality shows, especially hit ones, is that they all pretend like the show doesn't exist. Right. And so these people are all walking around without the knowledge that they are famous now. Right. Right. And so it doesn't feel real. Got it. You know, and I feel like the same thing with This Is 40. Like, there's no acknowledgement at all. Even from a... There's a way to do it as a writer and director mm-hmm. that you are making a reality show in some in some aspect. Yeah, I remember leaving thinking Judd's home movies are released to the... Like, his, yeah, that's his home is. movies are movies. And that is... And, that's, and I actually thought... That sounds awesome. Yeah, it, and as a kid, and if Judd was my dad, oof, believe me, if Judd was my dad, I would be running around like being like, sure. "Fuck yeah, I'm in this is yeah. forty. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, I am. You see but, Vanity Fair? My fucking uh, child pictures are in that yes, shit. Yes, that that to me feels like really cool. And I also just see them and I'm like, oh, they're all together. See, this is yeah. what's fucking weird, man. As I'm watching, you're making me realize I'm watching the movie, mm-hmm. and it is taking me out of the movie in mm-hmm. a good way. That I'm like, I wanted to tweet at him. Is that your real house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And I, then thinking of him behind the camera, and he brings them baby carrots. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's like, t- and he's like dropping one off at school in between their takes and stuff. And yeah. that's all. It's that's very very sweet. Um, yeah. Totally uninteresting. <laughs> <laughs> Completely boring. But I love um, it. yeah, no, it was it was awesome, and I think a lot of people wanted to know what it would feel like to live in Brentwood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so now I have that feeling of a general meeting about. <laughs> I'm having that aggro feeling of a general meeting on a fucking podcast. laser accuracy that was so fucking great well let's wrap it up uh, with uh, God uh, we've talked about it a little bit let's do okay. the speed round before we do sure God. sure um, will TBS be at the party uh, your mom got to see your success I think yes that was very nice. she did yes she did I, I was wondering if that meant something to you um, yes it's it, got to it does it, mean, it, it means especially because she did you tell them what you make per episode um, that's a boundary Yes. Did they, you break it? They, I broke, well, I broke it as soon as I signed the pilot contract. It's like, you will never believe what they are paying me. <laughs> I have to tell my dad what I make for things. That's, that's all he cares about. Oh, I unabashedly tell my, I need, I need to tell my parent, right. my dad now. I, I need him to know what I'm getting, getting paid for everything that yeah. happens. It's, it's like, a, it's almost like a, I think he likes it. Well, no, he of likes, course he does. I think he likes hearing it. Yeah. There's an argument to be made that that is a bad, a bad boundary that you shouldn't be like. Yes, that's but I don't. Business. But I think with my father, 
that we have such a strong relationship that it, it doesn't feel that way because it feels like it feels like we're on the same team. Sure. You know, like yeah. I would never do it with friends. Like, um, right. Although I have. <laughs> uh, I what have. do you make an episode? Um, <laughs> I didn't expect you to answer. I was gonna about to answer. It. <laughs> Please answer. I make. I'm. Uh, I'm. The, let's put it this way. <laughs> I bet we could find it. Couldn't you we probably find it? could find. It. I'm the least. I'll, I'll say this. I, I make the least on the show. That's great. You have the Leno angle. Leno yeah, makes I, like I a- haven't cashed one of my happy endings checks. <laughs> I'm down at the Ice House in Pasadena every weekend doing new material. <laughs> Thank you for not even doing a typical Jay Leno voice. No, I do a Jay Leno. You did like a regular it's Leno. It's just me. <laughs> no, it, it is just me. <laughs> that was great. That was great. So your mom got to see it. Yeah. she come to the set? She parents come to the, the set? set a couple times. Yeah, they were. And they... they my parents have seen my fair, their fair share. My mom, especially, of UCB shows. So, oh great, yeah, she awesome. she saw it. She saw it happen. That's awesome, mm-hmm. Eddie. This is a little trivial, but like, Go. any any fan moments in front of the family? Yes, that were nice. Yes, you know that when my parents were out, this was actually a, a, a nice moment. My parents were out with me um, a week before my mom passed away. They were out here, and we were at a restaurant, and. Uh, Topher Grace came up to our table and was said he was a big fan of the show. Really, and my parents were so impressed. That, That's the best. That, like someone else, and that was a great, a nice moment. That is have. great. Yeah. Is it over fifty? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, San Francisco dumb mommies, uh, dumb. I'm sorry, it says mom okay. as well. Dumb cousins. That yes. was a weird. Dumb mommy. Dumb, dumb mommy. <laughs> you're, you're Puerto Rican fan. <laughs> you're dumb, dumb mommies mommy. and poppies. Yeah. Uh, baby, we kind of talked about baby. Yeah, ben about Schwartz. Baby. <laughs> I don't know why Ben. Schwartz ben made the list. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. That's a good question. I'll do the two speed rounds. This question, maybe a little bit more baby than God. Okay. Um, hardest you've ever laughed? Hardest I've ever laughed. That is a really good question. You can give me top ten, like just one from the top ten. If you can't, I don't want you to stress. Top it. ten. I will. I I know the moment well, actually, because <laughs> I, um, it was when I was um in the he- in the Hebrew Day School. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we plan. I planned an April Fool's trick um on my teacher at the time that that I was going to. I clogged the sinks in her classroom because it was like because it's a. a Hebrew school, like classrooms, were, like multi-purpose. You know, like there was crafts in the classroom and stuff. Uh-huh. So she had a sink, so I clogged the sink. How do you do that? I took a bunch of paper and wet and got it wet, and then shoved it in the drain. And then I turned the. the What's the Yiddish word for rapscallion? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you heard it. <laughs> yeah, Whatever think, it is. Nudnik. <laughs> uh, 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 I was a nudnik, and I um I was a bad guy. I, I had a lot of. A behavioral stuff and, and, and i i put it in the drain and i turned the sink on and the sink filled up and, and and overflowed and i went and hid um in the coat the cubby closet with the faucet still on yeah with the faucet still on because i wanted to watch my teacher and, and a couple of my other buddies that i wanted to watch my teacher um you know see it <laughs> and so we're like waiting we're waiting everyone's like oh my god oh my god are they hiding too yeah my buddies are oh. hiding and everyone's like oh my god this is gonna be great this is gonna be great <laughs> And the door like flings open, and this kid—I'll um, say his name, Amriel Kisner. He's Jewish. He's, <laughs> yeah, shy. Yeah, the Kisner family was Jewish. They really fucked that kid. It was bad enough that last name was Kisner, and then like Amriel. Um, 
so he and he he, he at the time was like the biggest nerd in the school, and he he wore two air casts at all times because he, he had thought he had weak ankles, <laughs> <laughs> and they would sprain, and they would sprain all the time. So, <laughs> so the door like flung open, and I could hear him still yelling. I guess to his friends, and he was like, "I'm just gonna get my jacket." <laughs> And he ran in and slipped, <laughs> slipped down the water, and he and he screams like my ankle. <laughs> and I remember, and I jumped out of the closet, and 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 my friends with jumped out with me, and they were like, "Oh fuck!" Like we didn't get the teacher, but I remember I was cracking up. <laughs> He's screaming, "He broke my ankle! My ankle!" <laughs> And then, like, it was a huge deal. Like, the nurses came up and they had to remove the air cast. Like, they had to take off his air cast to look and see, like, how bad the damage was. So that is the hardest I've ever laughed at. It's top ten for me. Oh, yeah. It's pretty great. The story. It's pretty... My ankle! It's so horrible. It happened to a better kid. No, it was the perfect kid, too. The perfect it couldn't have kid. been cast no, better. No, And I remember he was like... What? He landed. He was like, he was like sloshing around. Like he could not get his bearings. He like, it totally hit him by surprise. He did not. And he he was such a nerd. He had, you know, this was like the the early night. He had like a, a bright yellow fanny pack. And I remember he had those those nerd glasses that only ner- it's like they only gave yes, them to nerds. Yes, yes. That if they were sunglasses would be aviators. Yes. <laughs> yep. I got it. You know, what you had me at nerd glasses. Yeah. So I remember those fell off, and he was like trying to get them. They were just like pushing them through the water. He's like pushing them through the water. Who and, did this? And he, and he was like, "Why? Why would someone pick my ankles to attack? You know, they're weak." Like it was. It was horrible. Um, was that a bit, or did he say anything like that? No, no, he was uh, just screaming my ankle. <laughs> he was just screaming my ankle. But I remember. Was it hurt? I don't remember what happened if if he did get hurt or not because he always wore the air cast. <laughs> it's hard so to it tell like, if it's it hard injured. To tell if it's injured or not. He just continued as normal. But I do remember. I do remember that he he found me years later on Facebook, and he was like, "I'm living in New York. I want to come check out one of your shows." And so he came to the UCB to see me do a show, and then, and I remember someone coming out and being like, "Adam, your friends out here," and I walked out, and he was there, you know, and I was like, "Whoa, dude, how you doing?" He's like, "I'm good. I'm good." And we had like a little like small exchange, and I was like, "Well, it was good to see you." And he walked off, and I remember like trying to see if he was right here, like air casts <laughs> under the jeans, yeah, like under his jeans. Uh, how's it going? Weird question. Are you wearing yeah. air casts? How, how's it going? I'm good. Is your was he still is super your nerdy? Okay, like yeah, I mean he was he was exactly what you expect him to look up to, like to grow up to be. Like he it was just like had an overbite, and it was the hair was like totally parted over to one side. To- not he had no perspective on the fact that he looked the way he was supposed to look. You know My what I mean? Ankle? Yeah, that is. Uh, he got. He did it. You did yeah. it properly. That yeah. is so funny. Oh, I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> what kind of soap do you use? Uh, I use whatever my wife is using for her that she buys. It's like a peach. Um, uh, I don't even know what the label is, but it smells peachy. It's like a liquid soap. Oh, okay, no loofah on the hand. On the hand. Yep. 
Yeah, I know it's probably I could probably be cleaner with a, uf- a loofah or something. Or, but. No, no, no. I, I have a body wash, and I'll, I'll start with a body wash, but then I have a bar that I use just for the for the crevices. Yeah, <laughs> you have a bar for your ass. I have an ass bar. You have an ass bar. Yeah. Um, I used to be bar. I used to be bar, but I hard to hard to stay. Like I don't feel like I can do because you do the body first with the scrub, right. and then you do the ass, and then with the bar you can wash your hands more yeah. deliberately. The bar regenerates where the the, the liquid just remains. Yes, but but here's the thing like you don't I, i'm just from knowing you a little bit and, and, and you don't seem like a hairy guy i'm not yeah see i am i'm oh so you're wearing hairy. a loofah so i yeah so if i'm yeah exactly i am a loofah my ankle <laughs> my, my ankle is my loofah <laughs> um if you if you um if you're hairy a bar tends to be unsightly yes. in the shower yes 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 you yes. know so i i stopped with a bar after your I, jewish I, angel, wing, yeah. angel wings yeah my jewish angel wings yeah mm-hmm. Well, let's put a pin in God real quick. Okay, <laughs> let's come back to it. Let's, let's circle around. No, no, I actually meant let's let's finish it once and for oh, all so and take figure the out. In. Let's take I think the put, pin put out. The pin of God. in is like you know, let's hold off. Yeah, let's not. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, I was thinking like a grenade. No, I, oh, I, no, I, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, God, no. Sounds like since no. You were young. I would say um, yeah. I would say science. Science is God. Uh, I actually would say God is. I am of that weird kind of like belief that God, you can't say anything that'll weird me out. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I, like, I'm with you. I think we are like God is number one right here. You know, you're that God. you're God. You, you need to wake up to your own divinity. Yes, Katie, hasn't that been coming up the past like five, six episodes? It's weird how really? these things come in streaks. Really, that Christ, his message is we need to wake up to our own godness. That we yes. need to be enlightened and realize that we together are. The energy of God. I think, and I would say that that is that is a, a belief of Jesus. I did not know he had. Uh, no, I, you have to you have to take his death as not physical. That it was a, a spiritual death and a spiritual resurrection. Okay, that he's saying you can do as well. Not literally have your heart stop and come back in three days, but die to yourself and come back to the Garden of Eden. Come back to God. Yes. Come back to unity. Realize we're all one. Realize we're all connected. Yeah, I, I that that to me is the most accurate. <clears throat> Uh, depiction of my belief in, in God um, is that I, I I believe that it it starts and ends kind of right here, right, and that and that enlightenment and peace and God is something that I, I was just thinking this the other day. I used to ask God for peace, and now I go in after the fucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I used yeah. to sit around I being like super analogy. anxious, going, yeah. "Can I have some peace?" And now, like, you, you go, go and in get and it. get it. Yeah, I like. I, I I strive to do more of that. Yeah. I would say, let's do that. Yeah, but so you, it sounds like you're open to the idea of the unknown. Yes, I mean, I I I I, I would say that uh, it would be crazy to to tell you that there is something after or there isn't. Right. Um, uh, I think that the, there's no way. You know, do I, you, I believe in. I, I, I heard you talking I, back to that Sulk episode about ghosts. Right? Yes. Wasn't that a recurring thing? Um, uh, and ghosts, to me, I don't believe in, in ghosts at all. Right. I believe in. I don't believe in that energy or anything. I think it's like when it's over, it's kind of over. And then... Right. Well, so there, there may be something else. There may be not, but it's... Not trying to be cute. Do you talk to your mom in a way that you think she can hear you? Uh, no. Okay. I don't. Um, I don't have any of that. Like she's looking down on me, and we big blue sky. I don't have the big blue sky. No, uh-huh. I I often think like something will happen, and I'll think like my mom would have liked that, or uh, um, oh, my mom would have been proud of that. Do you partake uh, in any spiritual pornography? Meaning allowing yourself to believe something that you don't think is true for uh, fun? I would need an example. Of like that. going like 
That one was for you, Mom. Just oh, no. Quietly in your car. <laughs> just, no. to, just for a moment. I know. Just a I, weak moment. I even, even in the weakest moments, my cynicism... Wins. I don't think yeah wins. I I I, uh, I don't do that. No. So de- okay. So people with near death experiences. Mm-hmm. I think that 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 that's adrenaline. My thing is that that's adrenaline. Sure. In the mind. And you know what's great? Uh. That's what the- I haven't read the book yet. Right. But that's what the neuroscientist said. He he used to hear about because de- near- he was dealing with people dying on his all the time. time. Yeah. And you'd hear these near death experiences, and you're like, yeah, it's DMT being released by your brain. You can take that drug recreationally. Yeah. And you'll have a near death experience. Yes. But and- uh, that's. Why I'm interested to see where's the evidence, you know? Yeah, I think that that there is no way. I mean, maybe there will be, but the, I think that that your brain kind of gears you up for it when yes. it starts to think to, it's going to think die. it's going to die, and yeah. so you, all the things that you've accumulated over the years into what death is yes. start to kind of unhappen. Whether it's flashbacks of pictures of you know, like in movies, it's you as yeah. a kid yeah, going yeah. through your life. Whether that's what happens or not, it's it's like how your brain has. Decided to deal with that moment, yes. and then once your brain stops working, then it's done. Then it's done. Show's over. Yeah, but sure. at least you get a little. You get a little. Yeah, you get you close go. strong. Yeah, you close strong. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't it be bad if you like didn't have a great finisher? <laughs> uh, I did my closer in the middle of my life, <laughs> yeah. and you ended with just uh, yeah. Uh, well, I guess like the yeah, yeah. Well, great, great answer. I love it. Thank you. This was awesome, man. Thank you so you feel much. Satisfied? Oh God, I mean, it was. Uh, I definitely got some stuff to work on. <laughs> oh, personally. I, uh, uh, I didn't. But yeah, I felt. I feel it was very nice. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm big fan of the show. I'm glad you wanted to do it. And honestly, I didn't ask. I, I want Casey to do it. I don't ask you guys because I uh, figure you're busy. Oh, um, Casey might be. <laughs> uh, what does she make? Uh, she makes a, a solid like ten to twenty G's more than I do. So you're over fifty, and she's. Like I, I I I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. So she might be in this. She's. I mean, she's does <laughs> well. Let's just say this. She does well. <laughs> this is so funny. I know. We've never also, had an episode where we just discuss other people's salaries. Your salary. I asked Dave Coulier what he made, just as a joke. Oh my god, I would love to know that. He didn't. He, he didn't answer. Uh, and what the then, fuck does he have to lose now? You know what? I I didn't pause. Is the problem? Really? I said, "What were you pulling down?" And then I just was like, "I'm kidding, I'm kidding." I bet it was pretty good. Oh, he did well. Yeah, I bet he it was did well. Good. He did well enough. Now this is just a weird one. We talked about Judd salaries, Casey. Now Dave Coulier. He did well enough that he's been through divorces and stuff, and it's a fifty-fifty state, and he still seems like he's doing very well. Yeah, you know that that show that that show has an interesting kind of friendship lore where you like look at like the Saget. Uh, Stamos yes. romance, yes, and you're like, God, they must have had a good time on that. Show. I bet they did. You know, no doubt in my mind that they were like running the town a little bit. Fun time. One of the things that he said, you should listen to his episode if you want. But yeah, he I will. said one of the things he, he said. This is, or maybe he said this to me in person. I don't know. But he was like, you know, and this is the 80s, and uh, this is when the money truck would show up every week and just dump money on our lawn. <laughs> God, <laughs> he called it the money truck. Oh God, I Super bet that. Funny. I bet it was close to a truck. Yeah. You know, I bet it was like pretty intense like that. Well, I mean, Megan Mullally told me a story when she was on Happy Endings about how like the network gave them Porsches. Yeah. It's hard to know if those things are true because I worked with a lot of the Friends writers and there was a rumor that all the Friends writers got uh, Porsches Uh and they were like, no – we got a trip or a golf cart or something like like for the lot, you know. I don't know. Either way, that sounds amazing. I ain't yeah. got shit. Yeah, you should ask for some shit. I got like make uh, it clear that you're unhappy on the in this public forum. <laughs> I am. I'm telling <laughs> my network right now. Uh, I expect a Porsche. Would it kill them to get them a Porsche? That's nothing. I, the truth is, I would sell it. 
Uh, <laughs> sell it. Give Just him the give money. me the cash. Give him the cash. I gotta get a kid into get the money school. track over uh, truck over to the fucking. Yeah, speaking house. of which, if Judd is listening to this, I need some help getting my child into a, a private school. And that I, would do, that would that would grease the wheels. Um, oh yeah, and you'd love to you know do more films. <laughs> Which is now never going to happen. <laughs> well, thank you for thank you, uh, l- letting us listen to your downfall. Uh, would you? <laughs> would you? Would you say uh, keep it crispy? That's how we end. Yeah, keep it crispy <laughs> right away. Yeah, you are built in with the yes. I have. Yeah, I'm brainwashed. <laughs> I've been brainwashed. Yeah, I love it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Now leaving nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.